Hey, what's up guys? It's me, uh, Condi. So today, we're uploading the first episode of my Patreon campaign, Apotheosis. This is a tale of Rumi, Thanatos, and Peter. Three adventurers who set out into the world to destroy blights, creatures created by the energy of the gods that cause havoc everywhere they go. Each of them has their own reason for seeking out these gods and destroying their creation. Some who wish to see the world free of their reign, and others who wish to rule instead of them. And also Peter Sloy. This has been a really fun campaign to run and play through, and I'm so happy with the final product. And I am here to say right now that this campaign is ending over on Patreon one week from now on Wednesday. So it will technically be the first ever Just Roll With It campaign to ever have a conclusion. And I don't think you want to miss out on that. This is the only episode of this campaign that will be going up. I've dumped my heart and soul into it, and I really hope you like it. I was really nervous through this entire episode, though. So if you look at me like, damn, Condi's nervous, then yeah, I really was, because I'd never DM'd before. But, you know, I kind of grew into it over time, and I think, I think it turned out great. And I really hope you enjoy this, because I think that it's epic. Okay, anyways. Enjoy the episode. Thank you for watching. You're awesome. Bye bye. Charlie, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready, dude. I've been ready my whole life. Welcome, welcome to my campaign. Unnamed as of yet. Running title still kind of apotheosis. Don't know if I'm gonna stick with that. No, say it like you mean it, bro. Say it like you mean it directly into the mic. Okay. Apotheosis. The running title so far is apotheosis. Just roll the apotheosis. It's a cool sounding word. What does it mean? Don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? Don't know. Don't care. It's got Never enough care. syllables. It doesn't matter. Checks all the boxes, baby. Just sounds cool. <laughs> Condi, I am so excited to be here, man. I have been waiting to play in your campaign, no matter what it is, for such a fucking long time. Man, I've been oh, planning I'm this so one excited. for the last, like, two to three months. Mind you, most of the most of the footwork has been done in the last three weeks because I'm, I'm stupid and I like to do all the work much closer to the deadline than I really should. Because <laughs> you're an artist. Yes, bro. yes, I'm artiste. Because you're an artist. You can't control when inspiration hits, and oh, sometimes it not. hits 10 minutes before we go live, and that's okay. <laughs> this episode's a little different. Um, I'm going to be doing one-on-one -on -one sessions with each of the boys. Obviously, here's Charlie first. And and we're just gonna kind of go with me. it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here. Yes, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a good time. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing your character. <laughs> oh, oh, me too, man. Me too. Oh, what a man. what a fun way to start it off with my guy. With your guy, the surely the best. Sure, I don't, listen. I don't tell everybody this, but surely your character is the best one. Oh wow, you really mean that, dude? Yeah, I totally that's, mean that's that. That's crazy. That's actually the one thing that uh, I've been trying to avoid because <laughs> he is definitely not. But yeah, man, whenever you're ready, just just uh, hit us off here. It's it's fun to do these one one in ones. We haven't done these in so yeah, so it's long, been a, so. a long long time. Um, yeah, I think I'm about just picture Grizzly and and Bisley screaming in the background right now I I still I'm just hearing like slaps in the back of my mind just Bisley's hands on, on bald people No one's lighting a match right now, which is weird. That's strange. Yeah, no, I, it's just the sound of flame being ignited I miss it Okay, you ready? Yeah, go for it We spend most of our lives blind to the sense of normalcy that we all take for granted the routine we have each morning, wake up, make bed, brush teeth, eat breakfast, go to work. 
things just kind of seem to stay the same. Until one day they aren't. Reveris, a land that is born of and lives for the gods. It is something that has worked its way into every aspect of Reverian life. Most notably, though, is how their leadership forms around it. Every five years, seven people of exceptional standard are selected by the gods. These people are known as the Chosen and are granted exceptional magical power, along with the responsibility of leading their nation. This brings us to today. In the capital city of Rons, and the cat tail in my... I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick her out of my room. A beast! <laughs> in the capital city of Rons, I'm now a full DM with cat on the <laughs> Dude, dude, dude. If you, just stro- if you stroke a little slower and like more deliberate with the fingers, you'll be set. In the capital city of Rons, celebration has sprung in its sandy streets as we've begun the first day of the Rite of Choosing. Children are excitedly dragging their parents towards the royal courtyard. Mom, mom, come on, we have to go. Oh, she has to go. <laughs> oh, God. Don't really That's go. fucking She's perfect. destroying everything. <laughs> the, pat- the patrons get cat content for just a moment. That's fine. Dude, that is exclusive, man. <laughs> That's you exclusive. cannot get that for free. Nope, that's not for free. Yeah, I know, I know. Come on, let's go. She kind of like pulls him along the streets where there's vendors left and right, people just playing at little booths. You know, there's, there's a man swinging a hammer down on a strength test, stuff like that. And as we continue to go down the street, we stop on a rather drab building, large with rounded edges and just a massive entrance where the sounds of rocks clunking against other rocks just can be heard from inside. As we go inside, we see a pair of hands hastily grabbing colored rocks from one larger pile and sorting them and just separating them into into other similarly colored rock piles. All different shades of gray, yes. All different shades, different colored. As we pan up his body from his arms, we see a young discontented man. Charlie, if you would describe your character, please. My character's name is Peter Squaloint. Mm. He is um, a uh, a man with brown hair that falls down into a bowl cut with just these glasses and this tomato kind of nose, just looking down at these rocks, sorting them. He's got kind of pasty, chalky skin, and um, his eyes are just a, a sort of a sort of brown, um, and he's just doing his job. Granite. Slate, granite, granite, quartz. Slate, granite, granite. Hey, Peter. Slate. Working hard or hardly working over there? What? Are you talking? You're talking to me? <laughs> yeah, he pu- he punches you really hard across the shoulder. <laughs> like a, a solid, a solid hit. My <laughs> sorting arm. Talking to? Everybody's My sorting gone arm. Home. Oh. Was this? I thought this was the extra shift day. Listen, you've been working on this pile of rocks for the last four hours. Slate, <laughs> granite. You don't need to. You don't need to name quartz. them as you as you separate them. Okay, this is becoming a very real issue. Um, your coworker, he's a very gruff and grizzled man. Uh, very built. Um, a nice sort of goatee. Just very 
a, a more like shaved down goatee. It doesn't go far past the chin. Um, with longer hair, like kind of scrolls, goes down his shoulders. Um, listen, I've got places I need to be. Okay. <laughs> and you, okay. You're keeping then, me here. Then go. Granted. <laughs> no, I. Slate. I can't leave without. Slate. I need to lock up. There's this pile of rocks has granite slate and quartz in it, and you want me to leave. It has been 11 hours and 45 minutes, and I'm on a 12-hour shift. I'm sorry, I'll go. <laughs> Listen, man. Don't you want to go to the right of choosing? I mean... Wait, that's... That's the today. right of choosing? Happening. The, oh, how soon? I gotta feed my lizard. Oh my god. <laughs> it's... He, he looks down at his non-existent watch. There's no watches in this world. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm telling the time. I can tell by the hairs on my skin. Yeah, it's I'm about 4.45. Four I looked down at the hairs on my... That's incredible. You... Hey, you're going places. You know, not everyone hey, can do you, that. Seriously. That. You gotta bust that out. Make something off of that. Listen, Peter. Yeah. I'm gonna help you sort through the last of these rocks, okay? Oh, you don't, you don't mean it. Listen, I need to, you have your pet lizard, I have a wife and children. <laughs> okay, I know, but listen, to, to the untrained eye, these rocks may all look like the exact shade of porous, rough gray, but I'll, I'll teach you, I'll teach you the ways. So this is granite, this is slate. Yeah, okay, this quartz, is quartz slate. granite, slate, 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 granite, quartz, 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 granite. <laughs> <laughs> he starts I have to. Blazing, I don't feel so well. I don't feel so well. Oh no! No, come on! You gotta, you gotta help oh, me out here. They're gonna. Oh, they're gonna let me go. Oh man! All right, quartz, slate, granite. No, you're too invaluable. Um, you, you really roll? mean that? He starts to cry. <laughs> he, he puts his hand on your shoulder. No one's ever said that before. I, I don't even know your name. No one's ever said that before. I'm your boss. It's me, Trevor. Trevor. Thank you, Trevor. Listen. Where am I rolling? We're gonna we're gonna dock your pay. Trevor. <laughs> 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 <Start> crying again. <laughs> Roll a sleight of hand for for getting through all this stuff. Okay, I'm gonna try and get through it all. Here we go. Nineteen, baby. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Oh, holy Trevor, shit. Trevor, why you just... But, but, okay. Wait, hold... I've never seen somebody separate minerals with such intensity before. Oh, it's all right. How much are you docking my pay by? No. No, I'll no, go home no, and Peter, tell... Peter. Tell my lizard that I'm, I'm going to your pay. You're getting, to get you're getting an extra silver. Crickets, an extra silver? Yep. Consider it the right of choosing bonus. Wow. How do you really mean it, Trevor? Wait, yeah. is it like once? Is it a silver every day or a silver one time right no, it's now? Just, it's just one silver right now. Oh, he thanks, pulls a silver Trevor. out of his pocket and he he places it in your palm and like folds your fingers over it. You you spend that well, kid. You spend that well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm all done now, Mister Trevor. What? Is, what? Sorry, what's your last name? <laughs> Trevor Schmickle. Mr. Schmickle, can I go? Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. I'm going to lock up and uh, and head over to the courtyard. 
Okay, so is my pay being docked, or was that like a no, just no? A you got a bonus. Off, you got a super was, off color. Okay, I was, I was trying to motivate you. You know how it is. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, you did I, great today, pal. You hey, know, keep you, keep hey. that up, and, and maybe you'll be the master sorter by the end of the year. Whoa, you really mean it? Can I? Will I really be able to use the ultra grabber? Oh, the ultra grabber is, is yours for the taking. And oh, as long no as John way. is, you know, he's he's kind of getting up there in age. He's ready to retire, I think. Oh, <laughs> forcibly John's, or not, you know how it John's is. John's good. John's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um. And he starts. He closes the door behind you and starts locking up the shop and stuff. Um. Oh, what a nice out. guy, Mister Schmeckel. Into the the what jubilant streets of Ron's. What do you want to do? Do you want to go home? Or <laughs> I want to go home and feed my lizard. Okay. <laughs> All right. As you're walking along the streets to your house, um, the the streets are sort of a rustic vibe. Very, very like I don't know how to describe the city besides like deserty desert town. Like almost arid. Arid. Yes. Like the arid streets, the buildings almost made of, they look like they're made of like mud, <laughs> but like dried mud, that kind of shit, you know? But it's very, it's very fancy. Lots of colors in the street. You see a lot of purple, red, green, um, off to the side, you, you smell, <laughs> you smell roasted lizard, which is really funny because I had that. Oh no. <laughs> I had that written before oh, you told man. me you had a lizard. <laughs> I hope my um, lizard doesn't see this. And and people on at different booths kind of just enjoying themselves as they wait for the right of choosing for this grand speaker to to take the stage at the uh, royal courtyard. I go and I use my silver to buy a um, a couple crickets to feed my lizard. That's so nice. They're all live. Um, yeah, Good. hey, yeah. crickets, yeah. How, how much are the crickets now? Uh, two silver. Oh, can I? I have one silver my boss gave to me. Can I have half a cricket? <laughs> he looks at the cricket. You know, it's on the house today. You, you know, you you're my best customer. <laughs> Not many Aww. people buying crickets these days. Man, well, I need them <laughs> for my lizard. Yeah, lizard. He he kind of <laughs> scoots the cook to the roasted lizard on a stick off to the side. <laughs> How's your lizard no. doing, anyways? He's good. He, um, yesterday he laid on his log for six hours and got up and then drank water. And after that, he looked at me for 25 minutes and went back to his log. Just a little guy. So much personality. I wish everyone could maybe be more like yeah, My he lizard. sounds, he sounds so incredible. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for this cricket. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, enjoy enjoy the day, you know? Thank don't, you. Don't be in too much of a hurry now. Um, and and as you keep going, you hear you hear people shouting, just like, hey, throw some wings, so, throw some rings, get a plushie. Get throw a plushie. some rings, get a plushie. Um, this and then is a good, man kind of grabs your arm Peter from behind. Squint. He's like, hey, oh. Hey, you, you look like strong little men. Oh, <laughs> and he, and no, he I'm not. A, he has a strength test there. 
Come oh. on, take a swing. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm I'm really actually really weak. Oh, I just I actually not. my muscles have mostly atrophied. Are you sure? <laughs> Listen, it only cost one silver to take one swing. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I have this one silver my boss gave me because I got a cricket for free from the other guy. Everyone is so nice oh, today. Oh, yes, yes, I take that. He grabs it out of your hand. <laughs> oh, that was my that was my first <laughs> bonus ever. Okay. No, no, he, he hands you a, a hammer. It's it's exceptionally heavy. Uh, you, have, you have trouble keeping it in the air. I need to hit this. I need to hit this thing. Yes, just swing down, little man. As hard as okay. can. Okay. All right. Squoink! <laughs> okay, <laughs> roll, roll strength. Strength? I have yeah. minus two, bro. <laughs> yes. I got a two, so zero. <laughs> Ow! My you, joints! So my joints! My elbows and knees and grease in between. You Ow! managed to like to like inch the hammer Why? onto the little panel and and the little thing goes up like an inch um and it starts glowing on the one that you hit which is less than dirt um look it's glowing <laughs> wow you were not lying when you said you are weak little men it says i'm less than dirt that's that's the nicest thing ever anyone's ever <laughs> said about me mister you are you are sad and pathetic <laughs> there eat more again. protein Okay, but it's all lizards. That is that is the, the the protein of choice in this city. Yes, and all the other protein I gotta save for my lizard. Um, I live a lizard, very lizard-centered <laughs> life. Hey, I gotta go. Okay, but but thank you what? for everything. Yes, thank you for the silver. He pockets it. And Will I see you around ever? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never want to see you again. You disgust me. Yeah, it's yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yes. Um. Well, my name is Peter Squank. He it was pushes nice you to... away. Ah, I fall over. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's get that. My, the, the, the cricket. The cricket hops out of my hand. Oh, oh man. What an awful day for for Peter Squank. That's okay. You just gotta get up. Dust yourself off. Go home and feed your lizard. Mm -hmm. Try and find a nice sort of after work place to sit and do a hobby. At this point, as you're walking down the streets towards your house, the they're starting to get more quiet as, as people are gathering towards the royal courtyard to see who is the first chosen. Oh, man, I really want to see who's the first chosen. Oh, my lizard's going to be really hungry right about now. Yeah, you, you have time to go home. I got to go quick. Surely. I got to go quick and feed my lizard. I got to go fast. Problem. Uh, what? You don't have anything to feed your lizard. You lost your cricket. Oh, I lost my cricket. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I start asking people. <laughs> excuse, excuse me. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Have you seen... Um, about this tall, like half an inch little uh, cricket. I dropped him earlier. I'm gonna go feed him to my lizard, and I don't know where it went. And I spent my all my all my only money I've ever gotten from my boss on it. And then, please, please. You're you're talking to an eight year old boy. <laughs> Have you? You're right about the cricket level that you can maybe see it hopping around. 
You must have seen it somewhere. I, I, I don't have a, a cricket. Um, I've not seen one either. Uh, oh, but I do have, he goes into his pocket and he pulls out a bunch of pocket lint and like, he just has a pile of worms. <laughs> These are my worms. This one's Jeremy. This one's Jeffrey. Oh, this one's Alexander. Um, oh, I was gonna ask to, if I could ha have one, you but want you them? named them all. No, you <laughs> named them all. It just doesn't feel right anymore. Okay, one second. Um, he starts digging around in the ground like a fucking wild dog. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing down there? You said you wanted worms, right? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Who am I to know, a fellow actually, worm yes. lover? <laughs> Thank you so much. They're, I mean, they're down. fine. Wow. And he grabs one by the tail end and it just like stretches out of the ground. Wow, wow that's this a, that's this a, is a good, big one. Are you sure you don't want to keep that worm? That's a really good worm. No, I've already got, he, he goes into his pocket again, pulls out the largest goddamn worm you've ever seen. That's impressive. It's, 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 it's green and purple and covered Whoa. in sugar. <laughs> oh, it's a gummy worm. I've already, I've already got Jamie. Just keep, you keep that in the pocket with the regular other worms? Yeah. Okay. I guess that's fine. What do you mean? Listen. This is a regular other worm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll go. <laughs> no, wait, <laughs> take this worm. I don't need any please. Okay. I Thank you. What's your name, kind child that gave me a worm? Yeah, my name is, um, my name is, uh, <laughs> Osfrey. Osfrey. Listen. Osfrey, Osfrey the second, son of Osfrey the great. Well, thank you. Osfrey the second for this big juicy worm and if there's anything I can ever do to repay you for making my day so much better probably the best one in a long time I would love to but now I got it <sighs> I just turn and walk <laughs> away <laughs> hey mom there's a weird man he stole a worm from me <laughs> no I, I, I give him back the worm <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm so sorry. Osfrey, what did I tell you about collecting worms? But mom, I love them. They're they're my favorite. They're just they're just little babies. He's gonna be a great worm collector one day. I'm sorry for saying anything. I'm sorry for speaking about your child. I'm I'm gonna go. She just doesn't really acknowledge you. Yeah. I'm wormless, I'm cricketless. I, I I try to recall the strategy that child used, and I start digging in the sand for worms. Go ahead and, and do a nature check. Or... Just like shifting through rocks. Um, that's gonna be a nine. You start digging through through the sand and dirt underneath of you, um, and it starts hurting your fingers really badly. Oh! But you look around in there, and and you do find. Thankfully, since there are plentiful worms in this area, another worm scurrying around on the ground. Do lizards even eat worms? I'm, yeah, they eat like inchworms. Who sure was that? Eat bigger worms. <laughs> yeah, okay. My lizard's gonna love this. I go home <laughs> with my worm, having been battered and beaten. <laughs> your your fingers, a little bit, a little bit bloodied from. <laughs> Oh my god. Through goddamn dirt. Anything for my lizard. Anything. Um, and you arrive at your house, uh 
It's it's nothing crazy. It's a quaint little little condo kind of deal. <laughs> it is a small to to uh, uh, below mid sized kind bachelor. of apartment. Yeah, yeah, bachelor only only one room. Um, the bathroom isn't even doesn't even have a door. Yeah. So the things you see in this room is one. There's a there's a small pile of uh, special rocks, but not special enough to have been sorted, but special enough that he took home. Um, there's obviously the, the glass container with the lizard. And you see he has like this little painter's set up in the corner where he's working on this still life of just a blue mug against a gray background. And as you look around the house, there's like eight other paintings of the same blue mug. <laughs> I'm gonna get it, I gotta get it right before I can move on to the bigger stuff. Hi, lizard. That's the name of his lizard. And he goes over <laughs> and he takes the worm and he puts it in the glass container and watches the lizard. The lizard, uh, yeah, he, he kind of like pokes around at it with his nose a little bit. Come on, please. And then he, then he, then he opens his mouth wide and, yeah, and oh, takes yeah, a oh, big yeah. old chomp out of this worm. Oh, score for Peter's quick! let's go. <laughs> this is the best day I've had in forever. Um, oh man. He finishes up his meal and then yes. drinks a little bit of water and lies down yes. on yes on the paltry little stick you have him. Hey, for I'll him. get. I'm working on getting you a new log, lizard. I promise. As soon as I get another bonus, he sticks his his tongue out at you. Just a it little took bit. Three like, years for this one, but th this next one, I I know it's coming. And as you're sitting there, uh, looking down into your lizard's little <laughs> little glass. You, you hear eyes. a sound ring through your eyes. Through your eyes. <laughs> my, uh, my eyes. Oh, God. Help. Help me. Oh. Yeah. Lizard, do you hear that? What is. Do you hear that? Like a man is in my house moaning at me? I pick up a rock. Oh. What? Hey. Intruder, show yourself. Yes. I've, I've sorted a lot of rocks, and I'm going to. Don't make me sort you next. That was good. And then nothing. I guess I'm just hungry. <laughs> I, I go over and I and I open my fridge. There's like barely anything inside of here. I, I it's like I I drink like the the last half an inch of a bottle of milk and like a little like half piece of cheese I had left in a cheese bag. Now I don't know how old that was. Um, lizard, I have to go to the. The choosing ceremony, uh, people are gonna get chosen. Um, do you want to come with me? You right? Just I go. <laughs> yeah. Forgot he was a lizard. Um, you're gonna head out. Yeah. Um, you you swiftly walk down these streets, now almost barren of people. Everybody, you hear a crowd up ahead actually as you approach the royal courtyard. Wow! Um, in front of you, I, st I stand see. in the, I stand in the complete back and try to like see <laughs> over everyone. I don't want to get in anyone's way. In front of you, you see a, a palace, almost um, it rises rather high, almost I'd say five stories tall, with um with bulbous sort of things adorning the towers, um, and on top of it, just coming out of it is a balcony where an old man is standing with a uh he's an old man with a groomed white beard that goes down to about his chest um and he's fitted with red and gold robes that drape down to his feet um on his head sits a zucchetto um and he's joined by a small monkey friend that's like what the pope wears kind of deal oh oh cool 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 yeah 
uh, small, a small monkey friend is just kind of swinging off of his robes as they dangle off his shoulders and his arms. Would I know who this is? Uh, this would be known as the uh, the Great Speaker. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And he, he's standing up there preparing to to speak to the audience, essentially. Oh, yes. boy. <laughs> see who's going to be a great. This is so exciting. I can't wait to tell <sighs> Lizard all about today. <laughs> if I were great, I could make crickets and then give them to my lizard, and he would be the <laughs> happiest lizard alive. <coughs> he he kind of coughs up on, on the top of his balcony. <sighs> People of Perverse. Once again, it has become time for us to beseech the gods into choosing those who will lead our great country. As you know, every five years, we come together to celebrate the Chosen and those who lead us into eras of great prosperity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, that wasn't it. <laughs> Today, of the Chosen, we have but one. He of great strength is here to join us today. And and beside him you see a, a young yeah. man. Oh again I missed I missed it again. I, I just I'm not really People, people the are cues, murmuring right? and talking right now. Nobody's clapping. Um, <laughs> um, a young man kind of saunters up to him very casually. Um he's he's adorned with with military wear, with like almost pure black with a gray undershirt. Um, with with red tassels coming down around and just like a flat-headed cap on his head. Um, People of Perverse, allow me to introduce to you the Chosen of Strength, Julius Swiftwalker. It's gotta be this one, right? It's, I mean... <laughs> Yay! <laughs> the, the, the crowd are kind of erupts into a cheer. Um, as this as this young man stands very, very dauntlessly in front of everybody, um, with straight posture, um, very dignified. Julius is a great fighter, known throughout the lands for his ability with weapons. Capable in everything, the spear, sword, bow, any weapon you may see on a battlefield, he can use it. Therefore, he is very deserving to be the great strength. Um, uh, once again, applause, awesome. is, uh, applause rings out again. And, yeah. he, and Julius steps forward again. Very, very almost adolescent kid. Uh, he's he's got some honorifics on his on his chest as well. Like he's been in fights, yada, yada. Yeah. And he starts to speak up to address the crowd. Great people of Preveris. It is with great honor and duty that I take this spot as the great straight. And as he says that, getting ready to clap again. What a good day for everyone. Good day for everyone. <laughs> Everyone's having a good day today. Um, as he as he is speaking, as he says, the great straight. Uh, he's he is cut off actually by by the rumbling of the ground. <laughs> My cricket. <laughs> <laughs> back um 
it, it slowly accelerates and becomes more and more difficult for you to keep your balance. And as it shakes, you hear a loud cracking sound that that pierces the sky. Um, worried mutters are, are heard all around you. Children are starting to freak out. Families are trying to leave at this point because you know it seems kind of dangerous. I would also probably just try and sort of follow the follow the crowd and get out of there at this point. The crowd is like a fucking flood. It is forcing you along wherever it wants to oh, go. Oh, okay, um, here we go. <laughs> as, it, but all this in one good. sudden This is moment, all good. You hear a shattering, like a glass, like a rock through glass, basically. And as you look up, you see the sky torn asunder. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with um, a void of blackness coming in where the sky used to be and slowly cracking out and consuming the rest of it. I gotta get back to my lizard! Oh, <laughs> uh, you're knocked to the ground. No! Um, <laughs> once again, as you're on the ground and people are running all around you, you hear once again, oh, you Who's, <laughs> not, who's moaning in my ear? <laughs> who's moaning? I'm getting trampled. I see through like legs. My cricket! I started crawling. <laughs> Craw I'm just getting stomped out. I'm hearing moaning in my fucking ears. You oh, will champion my will. Oh, sorry. What? Why did you? <laughs> you you look up and you see this heavenly light uh, descending upon you from the sky. Nobody else seems to be reacting to it. As people are running around screaming, because everyone sky is run, <laughs> run away, <laughs> run um, away from that. As you are, as you are trying to stand up and and run as well, uh, you find yourself frozen. Hey, what's hey, what's going as on? You, as you look up to it, and you see what's going on here. You see, you see this spherical creature floating down to you from the sky with several wings floating around it, rotating as it slowly descends upon you. Its eyes bloodshot and red. Everyone and run, multiple. run the fuck away. Right now we all need to run and we need to move away out of this city forever. I'm going to live with my cousin. Yes. You. And it's, I'm, I'm it's like, very clearly, it's like it's like a spotlight is shining down on you. Oh no, no, I, I, no, I don't think so. I don't. I, you're you probably got the, the wrong guy. No, it's I'm I, definitely not. No, oh, definitely. Oh, you what? You <laughs> exalted archangel. Fuck. What are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying to me? It's uh, you got the wrong guy. Justice. And you. Will champion my will. My oh. no, I'm I'm Peter Squint. You've got the my, wrong. I'm not the right guy. My child. Not. I would Dad? say, oh, be not afraid. I I actually have soiled my pants. Oh. Um, because <laughs> you've got the wrong guy. Oh, will hurt. It'll hurt. Some, Why? Some fear. I have to get back to my lizard. Please, sir, <laughs> stop. <laughs> And as he finishes monologuing at you as you try to talk back. <laughs> um, He's just like not listening to me. That's really funny. Just an effervescent light sort of just absorbs you in this moment and a shock goes through your body. In severe pain, your ears are ringing a very loud, just white tone. And I let out a, I let out a scream. I smell burnt <laughs> I'm having a stroke. <laughs> 
And and you are you are sitting there in shock, almost paralyzed by this pain. Someone take care of my lizard! As as the crowd slowly begins to dissipate. I'll never get promoted! You slowly begin regaining control of your senses, of your motor abilities. This, the peace that you knew for only but a second is interrupted by a blood-curdling scream from the balcony. Oh! there! Hey, there's someone... I look up to see what's going on up there. This is a really big day. This is a really big, a honestly really not good day. I thought it was is good. The sky, is the sky still leaking black? Uh, the sky is, is slowly becoming less and less sky and more and more darkness. Yeah, so that, again, that is just not good. Um, hey, I, I, is there anyone around me? Um, there's a few people, like stragglers. Are, sorry, like, sorry. What the fuck do, is you, happening. do you see that up there? I just want to make. What color is the sky today? We gotta get out of here. It's black. It's black. Okay, it's black. Yeah. It's 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 5 p.m. The sun should still be out. Where's the sun? How, you don't have. A, how did you see that from your hairs? Can everyone do that except me? I know. Yes. I don't understand. How does everyone have this ability? I I know. It's the sky's black. We gotta go. Uh, someone's screaming up there. Are they okay? Um, you, you hear. You once again hear the scream kind of ring out. Just, ah! I, I, maybe it's like a war cry from the cho the chosen. I'm sure they've got it. Um, I look over there and see what's going on. You, you look up and you see uh, the chosen, kind of reeling over the balcony, um, screaming in pain. I I, I start to uh, yell, but then I realize it'll be probably a little disruptive. So I, I walk over. <laughs> I, I sort of run over to below him, uh, shout up, kind of. Um, sorry, are you are you all right up there? Uh, ah! He looks down at you. Um, and in that moment, you it just you seemed like you were get, maybe hurt or something. Do you need help? You manage to get a little bit of a closer look at what's going on, and you notice that along his back, his skin is moving as if something is trying to break out. Oh, uh, okay. So um, that's we got to get you to like he, a doctor. As he screams in pain once again. Uh, his his skin is slowly turning a shade more red. All as, right, as Wait, don't worry. I'll get you. To, it looks like really bad sunburn. I will get it taken <laughs> care of. I look. I have some lotion. Uh, I, I start. <laughs> I start uh, trying to get up to him so I can put some lotion on him and get him to the to someone that can do first aid. Um, you you start getting up to him. Um, it's not too hard to get up there. There's stairs that just lead up to the balcony. So you you're walking up. Everybody I'm else is I'm immediately fleeing. winded. <laughs> um, uh, he is still struggling oh, over man. there. He's on the ground now kind of a little bit convulsing as his his skin keeps getting redder and redder and his face starts almost contorting into this face of pure anger. Hey, um, don't worry. We're going to... There's no need to be mad. I'm here to help you. I'm going to get you to the hospital. Okay? My name is Peter Skloint. I have no medical training, but I sort rocks and we're going to get one you sorted here today. And with one scream um, from his from his. What do you back, mean final? Four, four arms sprout out. Um, and he oh, begins growing in size. I wish I had that. <laughs> towering over you. <laughs> oh, that's, and that's bad. On his forearms, they're, they're attached below him. He's no longer screaming in pain, but he's rather stoic. Uh, besides, this face of pure fury, essentially. Um, on his arms are sort of ethereal shackles, shackles that are binding his new arms together that he instantly rips apart. So there's now chains dangling from his arms, his new arms. That's cool. It's a cool look. <laughs> I didn't realize this is what happens when you got chosen, but um, you got to help us with the sky. The freaking sky is black. 
Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. This is probably a big moment for you. <laughs> um, he just, he's just gonna go for the punch on you. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, so does a 16 hit your arm Absolutely, absolutely does. That's gonna be seven damage to you. I, I, I just fucking, like, like in one frame, I am up, and then I am just down on my side. <laughs> and once again in your mind, you hear the sound, the voice. Oh. No. My child. I'm not, I'm, no, only, I'm just only my- Just once. I'll lend you my power. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean with power? Am I dead? No. Why? You have been- <laughs> I mean, do you want do you want to be? No, it just seems like I should be. I don't know. That guy punched me. He didn't really like me, and I, I feel bad about it. His his clothing. He's slowly increasing in size, both regarding to his muscles and his actual stature. Listen, if this is my conscience, tower over. Did him. I do? How did I do? Did I do good? You're too ready awful. to come. I'm ready to come home. You must fight. I um. <clears throat> Pull out a, a piece of granite from my pocket. I start. I start looking through my pockets. I have this second worm that I found down there. I don't really carry weapons. If I must do it myself, um, do a, a charisma saving throw. Charisma saving throw. Okay. Um, as the the angel is gonna try to take over your body. I got a twenty-one. You bet. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just lying there on the ground and I fucking like open my eyes and mouth and there's just like this fucking holy chorus as light shoots out of them and I just close them and I, I, I don't know about all that. Um, no. Oh. Hey, listen. All right. I don't know what's going on here, but we got to talk to this guy. He's having a really hard day. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> let's get into initiative. <laughs> okay, okay. Natural 20. Natural 20. Okay, you go first. First um, up is you, Peter, as you're looking at this, this embodiment of fury in front of you. Okay. I'm sorry about this. I'm going to try and push him off the railing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Eh, Peter, push. Uh, give, go ahead and contested strength check. <laughs> okay. Uh, 16, actually. Oh, you might. Against the embodiment of wrath? Yes. I got an 18 minus two. Dude, that's that's almost good enough, but he has... Fuck! <laughs> you got a 20. <laughs> ah! Okay, he's, 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 so, he he's so ripped. He's steadfast. so fucking ripped. Literally I feel every individual... He has like an 18 pack. I feel every ab. So, ex sorry, Exandroth, you're in my head and not a, an active hallucination of being in a fight or flight situation. Child. Ah! <laughs> Sorry oh. if I didn't. Okay. You must use my powers. All right. So how do I do that? <laughs> you There's silence in your brain. Okay, sir. I didn't mean to push it. I'll I'll just die. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I probably should have picked a my, different guy. I'm, I'm, feel, feel, listen, my child. Feel me inside of you. Feel me in, Okay, if I do this, can you not moan when I 
when I feel you inside of me. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna, uh, no, I'm gonna, so I'm trying to feel you inside of me right now. I'm feeling kind of through me. Okay, I'm looking for you. Oh, I, okay, <laughs> apparently I found you. All right, I'm gonna try that and use your power, <laughs> Xandroth. What did you say you were the angel of? And, uh, <laughs> retribution. I can't believe I'm Andros. lucid dreaming. <laughs> Justice, that's cool. Oh man, okay, this is cool, but when I wake up, my Liz is probably gonna be so hungry. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I guess I, I, can I do anything or do I end my turn? Um, you know, I'll give you an extra action this time. You will? You yeah, will? Yeah, just so you can okay. use these powers, yeah. Uh, alright, I, I, I think I feel you. I think I feel you in there, it's just sort of toward- <laughs> Oh, towards the chest! Yes! My power, Peter's coined! Let it free unto the world! Holy blast! <laughs> and you see, as uh, as it just uh, th this this fucking um, Peter starts crying, light, <laughs> and, and out of his eyes just shoot these fucking like just beams of holy radiance. Like you see faces in them wailing. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> um, yeah, go I'm gonna, ahead. And yeah, I'm gonna roll the hit. Oh god, why? Uh, 16 and a 12. Okay, so the 16 hits, 12 does not. That is gonna do... 13 radiant damage as he is blasted by Peter Skloint's holy eye beams. Okay, so after after trying to push him, your your eyes glow with this heavenly light as they blast <laughs> fucking lasers. Holy yes, my power is here, Peter! Accept it! The power of God in the palm of your hand! What is happening? I want to feed my lizard! <laughs> as, as you blast into the chest of the grape, and he, he flies off of the balcony onto the onto the ground below. Come, hell beast, give me talon and claw. None will be enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now it is it is the great strength's turn, as he he picks himself up off the ground with a with a grunt. Just, <sighs> he walks up to the wall beneath the balcony. Oh. He punches it as hard as he can. <laughs> oh shit! And that is going to. Can try and break my fucking footing. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and it slowly cracks up the palace onto the balcony, and the balcony begins to kind of crumble underneath you um, as you begin to fall. Ixandroth, what are what are we gonna do? We gotta do what we were born to do, Peter. Fly, fly to the heavens. And you're going to fall just enough to take. Where's my cricket? You land on the ground with a hearty fud. You take four damage. And in front of you, right in front of your face, you see it. Uh-oh. The cricket. <gasps> Looking, Xandroth, it's my cricket. Shut up, Peter! I don't fucking care! We <laughs> must defeat hell! Okay, sorry, you're really intense. And then, uh, the great is gonna turn around and he is going to pick you up off the ground with this section, second action. No! <laughs> in, in one of his six meaty fucking grabbers. <laughs> That is a lot of grabbers that you have there. And he, he gives you a tight squeeze and looks at you and his, it, it, like, strain your eyes and he just, <sighs> like, can I, can I interest you in a worm? Peter, no! Do not make <laughs> deals with the devil! <laughs> you, you can have my worm. With a, with a mighty grunt, he throws you as hard as he can into a nearby wall. Ah! That's gonna be a 18 to hit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Ixandroth, I've never experienced this much pain in a dream before. You are going to die, Petersquart. You're going to die. Use my power and live. And you take uh, six damage <laughs> as, as you plummet and leave a crevice in this wall that cracks out. Ow, I landed. I, I landed on the side with all the rocks in my pocket <laughs> and it hurt. Peter, you're being a fucking bitch. Get up. And it's now your turn again. And accept this magic spell. <laughs> um, uh, I we we gotta run away. No, we must open a gateway between the stars. What? <laughs> as you see, as uh, as Peter uh, raises his his hand, and the worm in his hand begins wriggling around, um, and over this uh, embodiment of fucking rage. Uh, you see as this like portal with all these different sort of like uh, sigils coming out of it opens and just like fucking like radiance spills out and you see like eyes and and fucking wings and just like rays and swords of light flying out of it and I'm, I'm casting uh, hunger of Hadar on him. Okay, what does that do? What it does is uh, you open a gateway to the dark between the stars, a region infested with unknown horrors, a 20 foot radius sphere of blackness and bitter cold appears, except in this case, I'm, you know, it's uh, going to be this sort of consuming light. <clears throat> Uh, this void is filled with a cacophony of soft whispers and slurping noises, but in this case it is just And yeah, everyone within this area is blinded. Uh, any creature that starts its turn here takes 2d6 cold damage, and if it ends its turn in the area, it has to succeed on a deck save or take 2d6 acid damage. Okay. Um, so he would be blinded now, then. Yeah, so he's, he's effectively blinded, yeah. Okay. Okay, as a bonus action... <laughs> that's insane. Okay. <laughs> uh, you see, as um, Peter, Peter's like, I just, I just, I really just want to wake up, to be honest with you. No, Peter, you just need to see with all of your 4,000 eyes. <laughs> no! And, and around Peter, these, like, fucking, you see these these uh, eyelids of light that just open to these fucking fiery pupils, like thousands of them just, like, materializing and disappearing around him uh, as it's gonna use, uh, he's gonna use Cloak of Flies. In this case, Cloak of Eyes. What the fuck does that do? <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> no. Uh, that ends his turn. Okay. Cool. Um, so he starts swinging around his, his six I wouldn't arms. even I wouldn't even see. I just see a holy <laughs> <Yeah>. ball of... <gasps> oh, oh. Um, he starts swinging his arms around violently and wildly with no thought or care. I wonder what he's, he's doing blinded. in there. <laughs> I wonder what's going on in there. And he slowly makes his way towards you. And uh, so does, does a 17 hit your AC? Wait, how does he make it out of the, the light? Oh, is he... He was like right next... No, he wasn't. I, I, no, because no, so he, he dropped okay, me yeah, down. Yeah, my bad, my bad, yeah. My bad. no, he is right now. So I put him in essentially. It's a twenty foot radius of this of this light, and I am not in it because otherwise I would be hurt by it. Okay, okay. So I'm on the outside of it. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, <laughs> different plan. He's gonna start running out, but as he does, he's going to pick up a chunk of the balcony and just throw it randomly. <laughs> We're gonna see okay. how that works. Yeah, he's blind, so he has disadvantage. He's blind, yeah, so disadvantage. Um. That's going to be a 12 to hit. That hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that hits, that hits. Shit. Damn, yeah. dude. Sucks to be me. 
because it's actually three scoring. Wow, that's that's max damage eight. <laughs> so holy shit, he, he okay. scoops up. He doesn't quite escape the uh, the confines of your spell, but uh, he scoops up a piece of balcony that that he kind of trips over for a moment and then reaches back with his third right hand to grab and just launches it towards where he launched you before. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it kind of smacks you right up the head. <laughs> leaving, leaving you why? a little, a little why shell can I even, Why can I even get hit this many times without just dying? <laughs> it is my power. Exandroth, Archangel of Rich. It hurts so much! And that's going to end his turn. What happens when he ends his turn there? Uh, dexterity saving throw. A oh, four. Fails. Uh, he takes uh, eight acid damage. Eight acid damage? Okay. Yep. And it is now your turn. How far uh, to the edge is he? Like, do I see him starting to come out of it or no? Yeah, you see, like, his head sticking out at this point. Oh, like, cool. If, it's, if okay. it's a spherical thing, his his head would be sticking out. He's, like, five feet in, maybe. But he's also, like, I growing see, see. to 12 feet tall. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> it's time to take to the sky, Peter. And you see as uh, as uh, Peter fucking screams as his, as his flesh <laughs> sears and he's four fucking, like huge bird wings just sprout out of his back <laughs> that oh just God. like fucking unfurl and glow this golden light uh, as I'm going to use um, radiant soul uh, so his eye, he's like shooting light out of his eyes and mouth and he has these big wings um, <clears throat> I'm going to fly 30 feet up so I'm like he couldn't even see me when he comes out of the, uh, the sort of big uh, glistening sphere um, and that is going to be my action. As a bonus action, I'm going to say, we must accept the light of the Lord, Peter, now. Okay, I get, ah! <laughs> and this <laughs> fucking column of light comes down. I'm going to use healing light um, as a bonus action, which is going to restore 46 HP. Okay. So that is going to give me back, holy fucking shit, 21, 21 HP. holy fuck. That's awesome. As this big column of light just comes down, you see as the light meets the light in my eyes and mouth, and I just suck it in. His veins are glowing. <laughs> <laughs> and is that your turn? Yep. Back to the great's turn. He he starts, he's still sprinting, trying to get out of this, this sphere of, of light. Yeah, so he starts and, his turn, so he's going to take 2d6 yeah. cold real quick. He takes 9. 9, okay. Mm -hmm. And as as he's running out of it, he kind of trips and rolls a little bit, and he he looks around on the ground but doesn't see you anywhere. He he kind of snarls and begins taking in his surroundings some more, but uh, he does not find you. So that is going to be his turn. Uh, on my turn, Exandroth uh, uh, is like piloting the wings, and Peter is piloting the body. So he's just flailing around where the <laughs> wings are like gracefully like soaring. There's like another pair now. There's fucking six. Who gives a shit? Um, <clears throat> he flies where the sun would be. <laughs> and looks down at this creature uh, and Exandroth uh, Archangel of Retribution speaks through him uh, and says you have two options creature of chaos oh, that is not one of them but the two are either be eviscerated by my holy all consuming powerful incredible light or return to my orb of of, of heavenly moans or I will kill you myself and return you to the soil um and I'm gonna try and <laughs> intimidate him and in walking back into the fucking thing 
Like as I'm just so like this. Yeah, I go where the sun is, and there's just like a thousand eyes around me, and I'm just like fucking trying to scare him back in, essentially, to be like either you go back in there, or I will straight up destroy you right now. I'm just gonna roll a charisma saving throw, I guess. Can I roll intimidation by any chance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Roll intimidation against against my charisma save. I rolled two natural ones. No fucking way. Are you serious? Holy shit. Yeah, I did. I will say I have advantage and plus eleven to intimidation, so that's incredible. I got a twelve though with that. You have plus eleven to intimidation. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking crazy. It's yeah. also crazy that you got two natural ones. Yeah, it is. I know it sucks. Um. Anyways, that doesn't pass. He, Fuck. he rolled a fifteen. Okay. <laughs> Do I still have oh. an action, or is that all? You do, you do, yeah. I'll let you have it. Sweet! <laughs> so bad. Yeah, what he said, um... <laughs> I, I shoot, uh, two of these, uh, this Radiant Eldritch Blast at him. So, it's gonna be an 18 to hit, and a 27 to hit. Elizabeth hit. Holy shit. He takes 30 Radiant damage. Mm hmm That's a lot of fucking damage. As all of the eyes at once just open and fire lasers <laughs> at him, just turning him in like this is a fucking cloud of dust. Uh, and I'll and I'll fly up. Eldritch Blast has a huge range. I'll fly up like 20 feet even higher, so I'm 50 feet in the air above this guy, just raining hell on him. That is gonna end my turn. Now onto the Great's turn. He kind of looks up at you and snarls, and then his eyes almost go empty, as if like he was hearing something. Like he, he his ears perk up. Oh, do you all? Do you also have an angel moaning inside of you at any given moment? That's sort of my problem. I've been working through. <laughs> he he moans at you. Yeah. No. There. Oh. There. Oh, why did I do it? But in that moment, he he stands still and he looks off to the left, and uh, he looks back up at you and he snarls quickly. Okay. Yeah. Grr. And he starts running out of the courtyard. We did it. <laughs> um, he, he's basically like sprinting as fast as he can. He jumps onto a rooftop from down below and is just hightailing it out. That is his action. If you want to try to do anything right now, that is up to you. Oh, is it my turn? Yes, that'll be it'll be your turn now. Um, look, Xandroth, we no Peter, the evil is escaping but not defeated. I will have to use my ultimate spell. Can we just go home? Um. <laughs> He's gonna cast, uh, buh, 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 buh. how can I stop this fucking guy? How far away is he? <clears throat> um, he would have dashed 60 feet away. Oh, so he's going. Yeah, he's going. Just particularly fuck this guy. I'm gonna start uh, <clears throat> just flying after him, leaving this this uh, this trail of light. Um, and I'm gonna move, I'm gonna fly 30 feet. So I'm like basically like a fucking like, um, like a jet above him and just like raining shit down on him. So I'm 50 feet up. Eldritch Blast has a range of 120 feet. Uh, Exandroth Archangel of, of Retribution is not letting this boy go. I'm gonna make two more Eldritch Blasts on him. Okay, go ahead. Uh, 20 and 12. 20 hits, 12 doesn't. Uh, 15 Radiant Damage. Okay. Uh, that's all I can do. Okay. Um, on his turn, he gets blasted again, and you hit him like right in the shoulder as it sears him with this with this light. Um, as it hits, you just hear a, oh, <laughs> instead of the regular sound. Okay, we honestly, I want a part of this even less now because of that. Um, is um, that gonna happen every time? <laughs> okay. And he is still gonna keep on moving, but Do you as have, he like, moves, a breathing th problem, thirty feet forward. 
he grabs a tree and he's gonna lob it at you in the air. <laughs> oh shit! I'm like, all right, all right, bat, bat, bat. A full, a full fucking tree. Um, so that is natural twenty. <laughs> Holy fucking shit! Okay. Yeah. Um, twenty-one damage. <laughs> twenty-one damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Hey, that does that does that hurt you too? Every no, I feel nothing but my power. Oh, that must mean that really good. I have a lizard at home. We can just go. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. So he moves another thirty feet. Um. Starting to get into a wooded area. Um. Just outside the the castle grounds or the palace grounds. Um. And that'll be your turn now. Okay. What's around him right now? Uh. Mostly. So right now. Anything of you like anything of use? Not at the moment. No, uh, trees okay. mostly. You're in. You're heading into like a forest area. I am going to keep flying after him, um, and I'm gonna just blast him again, baby. <laughs> it, if go. it works, if it works, it works. <clears throat> um, Truly. Uh, this time, uh, yeah, just the heavens open up above him, and this giant just column of screaming light comes down. It's gonna be a fucking Jesus Christ. One natural one. Uh, nine and a 14 to hit. Nine and a 14. 14 hits. Yay! Just barely. He takes 17 radiant damage. 17. How's okay. this boy looking? So he is. If I had to put it on a scale, he's looking a little more worn down, but he's not near death. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we must follow him <laughs> to the ends of the earth, Peter. Do not let him escape! <laughs> we hurt so bad. Is that your turn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and in this moment, as as this light, uh, kind of just rains down upon him from the sky, uh, he's going to let out a vicious, blood-curdling scream. And uh, I'm gonna get you to roll a Constitution saving throw. Oh, a con save. Okay. Jesus, nine. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, I guess this works as well as anything. Um, this, this scream is so loud and blood curdling. It pierces your ears and shakes your body to its core, and you find yourself unable to move. Oh. As you start falling from the sky. Yeah, wait, do I fall? <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Um, yeah, you're uh, essentially... Hey, hey, hey Xandra, it looks like we're in a little bit of a dive, right? It is just evil, Peter. It corrupts my beautiful... That's that's really nice, but can we just pull up... No! Um, and it's gonna keep on running away, as you are effectively paralyzed right now. An angel's most dangerous opponent, the ground! Um, how high were you? 50 feet. 50 feet. <laughs> Do I fall that all at once though, or can I attempt to save before I hit the ground? Cause I'll let you attempt to save before you hit the ground. Also, even if you do hit the ground, I did not roll good for the damage. So you're okay. Okay, is it my turn? Yeah. So he he sprints off. He's getting the the gap between you is getting farther and farther at this point. Yeah. Should I roll a con save again? Yes. Here we go, baby. Twelve. Not saved. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um. You you impact the ground. Rather hardly, but but thankfully, somehow, despite your your paralyzed state, you uh, <laughs> you landed on your shoulder and rolled. How? How have know. I done this? I've never I've never even rolled in my life. It's it's the angel's power. <laughs> yes, Peter, I have taught you how to parkour roll. Wow, I've always wanted to learn. 
Um, you take eight damage. <laughs> eight damage. Okay. Yeah. I rolled <laughs> five really six and and rolled eight. Jesus Christ. A uh, one two. Um, am one, I just one, am I just paralyzed? Oh uh, yeah, so you're just paralyzed in the ground. Okay, yeah. In a static position, I just fall to the ground, roll over, and then just like <laughs> tilt over to my side and just stay there. And at this point, the creature continues making more and more distance between. Uh, do I have any? Do I have any chance, or is it just bye bye? It's bye bye moment. <laughs> okay. He's he's at least ninety feet, and he's gonna run another sixty feet this turn, so he's one hundred fifty feet away. Uh, so I figure that's far enough to maybe call initiative, unless you want to keep trying. You know, I really do hate this guy. Let me, okay, if I can roll one last con save, because I could still within reason get the switch. Yeah. Okay. One last con save, Condi. One last con save for the road. Natural 20! Holy shit. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Holy fucking shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Holy fuck. I fly towards him 30 feet. I cast Hunger of Hadar again, so he's at the beginning of it. So he's going to be slowed the entire 40 foot radius. My power, Peter. Feel it in your scroint. It's not a. That's not a thing. It's that's just my last name. Oh! <laughs> okay. Um. You said he's at the beginning of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hundred and fifty um, foot range, baby. Hundred fifty foot range. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Uh. Again, just like from below him, this like giant mouth of light appears and like consumes him, and it just becomes this like warping ball of mouths all screaming. Oh, is that your turn? Uh, I am gonna yeah use my movement now to fly thirty feet towards him. Uh, he's just at the beginning of that, so that's where I'm at right now. <clears throat> cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. You will not escape me, Exandroth, Archangel of Retribution. And I'm Peter Squint! I have a lizard. He uh he stops in his tracks as soon as you as he, as soon as you put this down. Okay. And he turns around and he walks out oh, <laughs> on the side. He yeah, so he takes 2d6 real quick. Yeah, 2d6, though. yeah. Go ahead and roll it. Uh eight. You've done a surprising amount of damage to this guy. All things. Fuck considered. this guy. Fuck this guy. <laughs> um, with two of his arms on each side, he's gonna grab two different trees. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're dead now. We're out, we're you. dead now. Yep. Yeah, we are we are we are dead now. Um, so that's gonna be a twelve to hit and a fifteen to hit. Both hit. Both hit. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize he could just throw two at us, Xandro. He has six arms, <laughs> and that's gonna be twenty damage. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I'm down, okay. of course. He's done like a hundred fucking damage to me. Has he actually? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, I healed like all the way back up once. So yeah, anyway, I'm I'm down. Uh, I'm gone. Bye bye. Yeah, he uh he loves two trees. Um, somehow he perfectly throws them, so they're like spinning, and then they meet at the perfect point and just squish <laughs> between them. Um, as as you slowly begin to lose consciousness, and he I, I continues running. I have had a good life, Peter. I've seen every inch of your being, and you have not. <laughs> um, as you slowly lose consciousness. You you suck, Peter. You fucking suck ass. Yeah, you almost killed that guy. <laughs> you weren't supposed to. <laughs> I oh no, I know I wasn't supposed to. <clears throat> so yeah, you lay on the ground, unconscious. Um. And after a few hours, you slowly come to your your eyes opening again. You you feel pain, unlike pain you've ever felt, Peter Schloint. Um, Schloint. Schloint. 
Schkloint. Schkloint. No H. No H. Just Schkloint. It doesn't Schkloint. matter. I'm, I'm a Peter Pancake. It doesn't really um, matter. And as you're lying on the ground, uh, face upwards towards the sky, you notice that there is none at this point. Um, the world you know is is now coated in a eternal twilight. Um, and as you look up towards the sky, almost like a meteor shower, you see glowing jadeite gemstones raining from it. Oh, I, I gotta sort those. And yeah, inside you, you feel this deep, gotta sort almost all those. monstrous or <laughs> just a monstrous urge to sort everything that's falling from the sky right now. I'm like a, I'm like a dragon. I have to sort everything. <laughs> you are like a worm. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you look up to the sky and you hear one more, oh, from, Xandroth. <laughs> 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 You realize that the world you're in has changed, and you're unlikely to go back to your mineral sorting job now, wait, Mr. Peter. Wait, 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 wait! I I get up. Do I look back towards the town? Uh huh. Where's my? What does the building look like with my small to below average sized apartment with my lizard inside? And it's okay. Oh, thankfully. Whew, thank goodness I can go back to my normal job. Wait, there's a hole in your wall. No, I, 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 I fucking limp over to the hole and I, I look inside. It's a lizard sized hole. Must've been a mouse. Wait, so my, li my lizard jumped out of the, wait, what? <laughs> Hang on. Alexandra, you gotta help me with this. There's a hole. So what happened to my lizard? <laughs> no, lizard's fine. He's still in his cage. It's just a Yay! mouse hole in your wall. <laughs> Okay, I see that my lizard is fine and promptly collapse. <laughs> promptly collapse. Um, and yeah, as you as you celebrate your lizard being alive and well, uh, that is where we're gonna call this session. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that was crazy, man. That man. was so much fun. I don't did know I if scare I did you? Okay, I'm a. You you scared me when you almost killed the guy who's supposed to be like a big boss later. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As soon as he started running, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So it's like I that. See. Oh my god. Thank you guys for listening. That was fucking fun for me. I, I hope that you made it through the first 40 minutes with Peter Schkloint before shit really hit the fan, but that was awesome. Yeah, I thought that it was fun, like a little a little fun stuff before. Kudos to Connie too fan. for taking the taking the voice for Xandroth and running with it. Because I did not <laughs> I did not give him an easy time for that. Uh yeah. Anyway, uh there's still two other sessions left to do for this one with uh Mr. Bisley and Grizzly, so look forward to that right now and we will oh you later oh oh scloint out hey welcome back to just roll with it hello today i'm dming again yeah i'm here DM! with grizzly yeah! and grizzly alone just him yeah look at him. Connie DM! look at him he's oh! so lonely down there you know this session no rocks else. i'm gonna erase riptide off my board and quit <laughs> Your campaign. <laughs> apotheosis. Still, still running title. Never mind. Don't know that's if not that's gonna fit. I'll with. just do a pot. Yeah. Apot a <laughs> just put an apostrophe there. Eight. <laughs> it's close enough. <laughs> Eight. I'll just take. Air no, never mind. There's no A's in Riptide. I don't know how to spell. Just, just a really, really fancy A. Dude, it's gonna be, be great. awesome. Yeah. <sighs> um. Yeah. So this is part two. I guess I don't know what order these are going in when they go up, or if they're gonna be in one episode, or if they're gonna be in three separate ones. 
Well, this is part two of, of the first episode of the campaign. Arguably the best one. No bias. I'm here. It's because I'm no here. No bias. It's not because yeah, I'm here. I mean, it's because I'm here. I mean, it's not. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's because, you know, I'm not picking any favorites here or anything, but, you know, this is going to be pretty good. Ma'am, I play the best character in the campaign. Just saying. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen Charlie's. I can I can say this because they're not here and they have no they have no way to defend <laughs> they can't, themselves. They can't argue. You know. Look, and I've, I, I've, I heard, no I've heard a little bit about Peter. A Peter Schkloint. Yeah, it's funny because his profile picture is the is Peter Parker or or <laughs> Toby Maguire. Dude, yeah. it looks so funny. They're never it's gonna so see it. It's so fucking funny. They'll never know, but it's it's great. All right, Anyways. let's get this show on the road. Magic. In the land of Bravaris, it is often considered something that only those among the gods may use. A gift given to those chosen to lead our world. Given this, is it not unreasonable to say that those who wield it may hold the power to become one? A day like any other. In other parts of the country, people would be celebrating the right of choice. But in the quaint town of Atlas, their focus is on something else. Down the dirty brick paths, hard-working people continue to peddle their goods, trying to get one more day's worth of food on their table. Through the alleyways, downtrodden people can be seen picking through garbage, their hope all but lost in these weary streets. For here in Atlas, the only concern on people's minds is to merely survive. But not all hope has been drained from this dejected town in Ranz's shadow. For in a small inn, doth irradiate pure joy and hope. A building as small as others, and ran down in two. But with it, there's a certain charm. Made of pure oak, with hanging vines from the ceilings, hanging over a small sign that says, The Keeper's Change, with two golden coins, giving it rounded edges. And on the inside, we hear crowds merrily cheering for someone on stage who is speaking in a mellifluous tone. We go inside and we see Grizzly's character, if you want to describe him. Yeah, I do! Okay, I won't tell you his name just yet, but I will describe what you see. In here, almost like a, a Madison Square Garden setup, but poor. Uh, I got this, uh, I got this big round table or one of the round tables set up in the middle and he's just kind of like standing on top of it crouched down and, and spinning around as this, uh, as I assume anyone who is interested is gathered around this table and just kind of meeting his eyesight as he almost, uh, gestures out to people and, uh, and raptures their attention. And you see that, uh, it's a very tall, uh, uh, um, kind of like dark and mysterious man as he has this uh, medium-length black hair with bangs that or bangs that flow over one eye, uh, the other one, the other eye being this bright blue color, sporting a silver monocle. Uh, the chain of the monocle actually attached to his ear like an earring, and a little bit of facial hair on the chin, the sides of it having like gaps uh, on the left and right, causing this like tiger-like pattern. He wears this very heavy and flowy black overcoat that has a bit of purplish gradient, getting more saturated towards the bottom of the inside of the coat with a very exaggerated and pointy popped collar. I'm talking like way, way, way more than Doctor <laughs> Strange, like, you know? Like, it's yeah. fucking whoosh! <laughs> it's up there. <laughs> Almost comes around his, like, face, you know? It's fucking crazy. Anyways, and underneath that is a white striped dress shirt that struggles to stay buttoned around his muscular chest, tied at the collar by a lengthy light pink ribbon. He wears an assortment of belts and, uh, and an ornately designed holster for his black and silver longsword. 
Uh, it almost, uh, I say long sword, but it's skinny enough to kind of resemble both a mix between a, a knight sword and a katana. Uh, this also looks very intricately made. Um, and he, uh, his pants are and boots are leather. Uh, the boots coming up to his knees with no laces, kind of sporting this almost like dress shoe look. And that's who you see. And uh, he is currently telling, or in the middle of telling, a new, another story, which I will tell you all right now. If I may. Of course. Now everyone gather around as I tell my last tale for the evening. And he gets really close to the to the people who he's staring at. Once, as I was a wise old man, a good man was he. Every day he'd left, venturing out to sea. And then he turns around and faces the other side of the audience. But one day his boat rocked his world upside down. As the waves crashed above him and sent him to drown. And he gestures kind of like uh, solemnly as if he's acting the part, as he's one of the waves. Yeah. The, the audience is completely captivated at this point. Like, not a, not a word, not a murmur in the audience. His name was afloat. The irony sunk in. Until a lady's voice rang, saying he'd be saved if he granted her one wish. Give her a kiss so that she may be free and prove to daddy she controls her own destiny. Old man afloat puckered his lips, and with his last breath he kissed, which opened his eyes afloat on his boat, staring at the sky. He pondered if twas all a dream or a vision from above. The message he deciphered was simple, and it was, you have one life, and so live it with love. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been a wonderful audience. For I, the great gentleman Raoul Leblon, will always be here to serve the quests and adventures in great detail that I have witnessed and been through myself. Um, the audience slowly begins to clap, just like it starts slow and then slowly gets louder and louder as everybody starts clapping and- Hit it! And I point towards the music people. <laughs> Some smooth jazz starts playing. Unsheath my sword, jazz. throw it up, catch it on one of my fingers. I must be off, for I have a job to complete. A gentleman is never late for his duty. Everybody, everybody starts screaming like, Woo! Like yeah! somersault, somersault above the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and off in the corner, you, you see a man um, leaning back in his chair, kind of giving like a, a little soft clap. Um, you'd recognize him as your father. Kind, of a, kind of a more stout man uh, with shorter black hair. He's he's got a little bit of, of fuzz on his beard as it's very unkempt. It's very like like he shaved recently. It's more of like a six o'clock fuzz sort of deal. And he, and he's wearing like your your typical innkeeper's garbs, like you know just just thin thin cloth clothing, a nice green top with a with a red undershirt. Um, and he kind of beckons you over as as you jump off this as you somersault off the stage here. Of course, yeah. Before I leave, I give a <laughs> I give him a look. Papa. Hey, well done. Up there. Same old story, huh? We need to get... Well, it's my favorite one, as I... base it <laughs> off of you, Papa. I'll never forget the story of how you met Mother. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a lovely story. <laughs> so what race is he, did you say? I say so. <laughs> You're doing the job tonight. You are correct, Papa. It's been a long time coming as I've planned this delicately for... Very many moons as they passed above the night sky, the night purple sky, the midnight sky. <laughs> and tonight is the night, Papa. 
Well, surely it'll be no easy task. I mean, stealing from the Holy Family. <laughs> you know. The Holy Family has had it coming, I suppose. I'd be inclined to agree. It is the most ungentleman thing for those who live in luxury and comfort to neglect and ignore those like the people around this good tavern, these good people. It's the same everywhere we go, Ral. <laughs> they don't care about us. That it is. That it is. You know, I'm, I'm proud of you. Me and your mother, uh, we're probably packing up and leaving soon. You know we can't stay in one place for too long. But, uh, and I don't expect to see you around too often after you pull this job either. <laughs> You're gonna be, well, surely they'll be looking for you, but you know, son, and he puts his hand on your shoulder. If you ever need to find me, you know who to look for. And he kind of nods his head towards a little, a little owl, um, pure white with like a brown sort of like splotch on its back. And it kind of like flaps its wing a little bit and goes, <laughs> as uh, as the owl, hoo -hoo, you hear this uh, small, like high pitched fox noise. Fox noise, and I I, uh, I look down, and there's this uh, three tailed, uh, almost like twelve inch long, very small, baby looking, uh, white fox, with a uh, with the design of a of a, a sun on its forehead. You you as well, Papa. I... Not to worry. But we will see each other soon, and though this job may be hard, and we may be far apart for some time, you and... You and mother. Like a gentleman always says. A man who learns patience, and masters it. Masters everything. And he like, puts his chest up real tall, and sheathes his sword. He, he kind of gives you a little... <laughs> you know, if anyone can do this, it's you. The old man's not as spry as he used to be. I'll give mom your regards. Um, I'm sure we'll see you around someday. I think maybe we'll head off to... to... Roostun. Next, you know, maybe start up a little in there. So if you're ever looking for us. Do I know what Roostun is? It's just like a small town, like a little country town, very... Like right now, you're in Atlas, which is like a town, sort of right off of the capital of the country, um, which is Ron's. Uh, so, Roostin is kind of more like secluded out forested little village, with probably like a hundred people tops mm -hmm. in it. Alright. Um, I, I kneel down and uh, get with eye level to Papa. <laughs> Put my hand uh, like on, on the side of his arm. Give Mama a kiss for me. Tell her to keep the cookies fresh. And your belief in me is the only power I have in it. I must be going. He gives now. you a little smirk and pats you on the back a little bit. Good luck out there. And he stands and up off. and kind of throws. <laughs> he throws a little dish towel over and like gives you a little, a little mm -hmm. wave as he walks back to the back room. I have about face. <laughs> you know what about face is? It's that like it's in a military spin around. Anyways, it's really fucking like <laughs> just like like yeah the instant spin. It's kind so of dramatic, deal. dude. It's, <laughs> anyways, and I uh, I start marching out of out of uh, this uh, out of the keeper's change, make my way. Yeah, so you make your way. Um, you would know that you're headed to the house of the royal or the, not the royal, the holy family. As he said, yeah. I, you know. Yes. Um, the house of the holy is, family. 
The Which HOH. Just, the HOH. Fuck, dude. It's the homeowners. <laughs> the homeowners. The holy homeowners. The only owners of... I don't fucking know. Um, they will be going down. I hate my mortgage. Um, yeah, so you'd be heading there. Um, you know it's right next to the Great Chapel within Ron's, um, just on the outskirts of it. Um, today, of course, is the day to strike, as it's the first day of the right of choosing, and you know that most of these religious folks would be busy um, taking care of their business, as they would be. Yes, precisely. So you start walking through the city streets that are that are slowly... Thinning out, um, usually the the streets of Ron's are, are hustling and bustling with people everywhere. We we appear to be getting close to the time of the first choosing. So people have started thinning out and heading towards the courtyard of the castle to, to witness who would be the first of the chosen. Um, How many years does this happen? Every, I would I know it's this every is, five, So right? this is every five years, yes. Um, okay. Yeah, you've, you've lived in the country long enough to know every five years this happens. So, what is it fair to say I've been planning this for a few years? You you have been planning this for several years. You know everything you need to know about this. You have scouted out all your options, all that stuff. All right. Anyways, as you as you walk down these barren streets, off to your right, you see it. The House of the Holy. <laughs> the HOH. <laughs> It's like a big um, brother thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's this huge, sprawling mansion. Um, each corner with spires reaching up towards the heavens. Um, you would look at it and you'd assume probably three stories high with, with hanging vines and just surrounded by a huge hedge garden for walls. Outside in the front, um, before the actual entrance of this mansion, there are two guards standing guard there at, at a gate preparing or just watching casually talking to each other uh inside you'd know there's there's a garden where other guards would be patrolling as well and do i know where this uh, item is located where am i going yes um you would know that towards the back of the house there is a barred door that you'll need to get through that lead into a sort of ruins underneath this house and that is where what you are searching for would be correct correct and though I, uh, so I've never been in the house this far. You've never been in the house, no. And these two guards, are they usually more than these two guards today? Um, it's actually a lot less, uh, guarded today, yes. On a normal day, it would be a much more guarded place, but actually off to the right, you see this, this giant holy cathedral that is just covered in guards outside, uh, they are there patrolling the yard and, and watching the gates um, as you assume that the the Grand Priest would be in there right now doing his ceremony. I'm going to walk straight up to the two guards that are guarding the door. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, they, they stand there stoically for, for a little bit and the, one of them turns towards you and says, Ah, good, good, good guards, my men. My men, good man over there. I yes. have to bring attention to something that is dangerous happening near behind the cathedral over there. The, they they kind of share a glance at each other. Quickly, you have to go. Somebody is causing a ruckus behind the cathedral, trying to break in and disrupt the ceremony. What is... I tried to warn the other guards, but they won't believe me. And you two look like very fine gentlemen, astute, here to protect the people, protect the persuasion. church, the holy family. <laughs> Real persuasion. Absolutely. At uh, 14. <laughs> the, guard, the guards kind of share a look at each other and... and they kind of look down in the back of the house like 
quickly now. We don't have all day. I'll assist you. I promise. I'll assist you. I'll point you out to where they are. Let's go. Wait, I turn around. Right here behind the cathedral. <laughs> where are they? The and they, they, okay, and they start like, yeah, running down towards the great cathedral, which is probably like, I'd, I'd probably say it's give or take like half a mile down the street. So uh, far enough away. As soon as they rub, like, as soon as they run past me as I'm pointing, I want to just disappear. I want to, I want to stealth. <laughs> You're gone. Okay. Roll stealth. Okay. Fucking natural 20, dude! Holy shit! You are gone. You are gone. Um, this is better than a rogue. The, the guards, the guards, they run up to the spot and they look around. They ask the other guard by the cathedral what's going on. And they look back and you're nowhere to be seen. I want to make my way in the house. So as you get through the entranceway, obviously, you see a, a sprawling garden full of roses, lavender, every kind of flower you could imagine. Big bushes on the sides. There's guards patrolling. They don't even notice you, though. As you walk up to the front door, which is very conveniently unlocked right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't uh, have the you... tool, so that is very convenient. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is it is unlocked open for you to come and improve. Um, and I'm assuming you enter the house. Sonny, I look down at my uh, little fox, who is, I'm kind of like tucked beneath my coat, holding it in one arm. gives you a little, a little squeak, just like, Kind of deal. I don't know what a fox sounds like. They are really loud. Hold on, let me look up a fox sound. <laughs> we're, we're back to the age-old question of what does the fox say? <laughs> You're right, dude. They sound like this. <laughs> yeah, I, I swear they like, like a cat dog, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, they're annoying. <laughs> no, 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 you can just do small little squeaks of Yeah, it's just a little, it's a little squeaky. Is it he or she? Uh, Sonny is a little boy. Little boy, okay. Yeah, he, he kind of squeaks up toward at you. Um, add attention towards you. Sonny, hmm. these fools must have forgot to lock the door. How lucky for us. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and you make your way through this large double door. A true gentleman always asks questions and never believes the word of another man. That is a lie, and a true gentleman never lies. You best remember that, Sonny. <laughs> it's good to have faith in your people. Except for those people. <laughs> it's a grey area, Sonny. I don't expect you to understand. All right, I'm heading towards the uh, the at least the layout that I have tried to map out over the few mm -hmm. months. Getting to I have that, a that very very, I didn't finish the rough rough map <laughs> no actually. So you know it's fine. It'll it'll be fine. We're gonna theater the mines. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Um, so you you en you approach the entrance, which are two very large, double, just pure white marble doors, and you begin to push them open. And you kind of slide in as soon as they're open, just enough for you to squeeze your way in, and you close Natural them. Natural twenty up. stealth, baby. Yeah, I would. You know, normally I would have somebody be like, "Why? Why are the doors opening?" But not even the wind knows I'm 20. here. <laughs> no, but not even the air around you is moving as you fucking slowly inch your way through this house. The house itself, on the inside, it, it has black and white tiles, um, kind of interspersed in a pattern here, like black, white, black, white. Um, horizontally, you know what I'm talking about. And to your left, there are there are a bunch of rooms, doors on the left of the hallway and right. Uh, and you can hear some chatter down the left as well. Um, but you would know, uh, since you actually very conveniently got the floor plans at one point in time, your three-year journey. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, I do Listen, that. I'm really been, good like that. You've been planning for this one long enough. <laughs> true. <laughs> I'll give you. You would know that your destination is at the end of the Great Hall here. Down the stairs and in the cellar, there are 
there is a gated or a barred door that you must find your way through. Mm. Um, the main hall itself, again, there's a red carpet in the center, a grand sort of diamond chandelier hanging from the top, uh, and there's two kind of swirling stairs going up the, upwards. I pull the floor plans out of the other side of the coat pocket, and I'm like, do I have to go get through, do I have to go through the garden in order to get down the great hall, in order to get to the door that's barred? Uh, no. You would, actually. Now, there is... It's not in the Great Hall itself, but off to the right, there is a door that is sort of like a janitor's closet that has a little a little ladderway that leads into a cellar. And that is how you would get where you need to go. Okay. Um, is the janitor's closet... We'll just call it the janitor's closet for now. Yeah. Is that locked? <laughs> if I, like, sneak over and try and open it from where I am right now? So you sneak over. Um, on the way, you see there's there's a pair of guards kind of patrolling a little bit. But um, with your stealth check, they wouldn't notice you. They, one of them is kind of talking like, forgot my keys in the barracks. <laughs> so fine, whatever, I have mine. It's like, okay, whatever. And they, they keep on strolling by as you're hiding behind like a little, a little, like a tall, a tall plant, like a huge potted plant that kind of just sprawls upwards. I don't know what the plant would be, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> as you slide on by towards this little closet um, where you know that the, the ladder would be. Okay. Does the floor plan have the barracks in it? On it? It does. Okay. Well, that stops me from getting... You know... Mm. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Are you approaching the uh, janitor's closet still? Yeah, if I can... I mean, if I can get in, I'll I'll shake the doorknob. Does it open? Um, It does open. But you kind of... You hear a... <sighs> oh, my. Someone there. No, sir. Go back to sleep. All right. <laughs> you, you hear him slowly kind of doze. Back to I just forgot my broom. <laughs> it's me, the janitor. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a man in the janitor's closet right now sleeping. <laughs> okay, I want to, if he, if he goes back to sleep, I want to inspect to see if he has, like, maybe the keys to the, the cellar door that's, I'm assuming, in this closet, or, unless that's just open. I just want to investigate him anyways. Yeah, so you, you kind of inch the door back open very quietly. Um, I'll still allow you to keep that same stealth roll for now, but you will have to roll again eventually. Okay. And you, and you look in at this man, and, uh, he's very... Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Is scantily a good word? Scant? Yeah, he's very scantily clad. A very scantily clad man. You know, he has brown overalls with kind of like a hole in his, his leg. In, not his leg, but like his pants. And just a white, kind of dirty undershirt. This man is is a janitor. He he cleans up around the house very clearly. And knowing <laughs> what you know, you would not. <laughs> it looks like he's kind of made a little bit of a home here in this, in this closet. Uh, like he lives here. <laughs> so, uh, and you would know he would not have any keys on him, uh, not for anything like what you're looking for. Okay, is there, so the cellar door, is it locked or is it, does it just open? It just opens. Um, you don't see any, any okay, form okay, of lock okay. on it. I'm going to look at the floor pin again. What room is the furthest away from where I'm going to be working at? If this janitor's closet was where you're working at, um, the furthest place away would probably be the dining hall, which is on the second floor. Okay. 
and like far off on the left you're on you're a little ways down on the right here the dining hall is upstairs in a big sort of a larger room on the left um is what you would know <laughs> i'm going to wake the janitor up okay <laughs> i'm gonna slap his face a little bit hello now wake up wake up wake up excuse me my good man are you awake now do you hear my voice is my voice coming through to you do you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Hello, the name is Rahul LeBlanc. I am the world's best gentleman thief, and I need to tell you to go and tell the guards that I am here to steal something from the dining room. Go alert them promptly and tell them that I'm going to steal something from the dining room. You're a thief? I'm a thief, and I'm going to the dining room to steal something. Can you go fetch the guards? <laughs> Persuasion check. <laughs> With advantage, because he's very, like, just groggy right now. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy Bro, shit. Bro, I rolled a 28. <laughs> That's Holy my fuck. <laughs> You're standing oh, shit from the Guards. dining room. God, he he opens the door and like slams it behind him. Gods from the dining There's room. A thief. All right, I'm going. Dining room. I'm gonna jump into the cellar. Okay. <laughs> you jump into the cellar and at the back of it, it's a, it's a regular wine cellar. You see a lot of barrels full of uh, wine that you assume has been down here aging for a while. But in the back, beyond all of these barrels, you I see a, a single. You just like you just like plug a horn it. You're like, Whoa. my portable wine glass. Of course, I have one. You're a gentleman thief, after all. In the back of it, you <laughs> see wine. this. This yeah, it's very very cheap <laughs> grapes we're using this wine. It's not good. Um, it's also only been aging for a week, so very fresh. You see this this caged door at the end of this hallway. And, you know, it's kind of dusty, some spider webs on the cage. Nobody has gone down here in a while. Mm -hmm. What would you like to do? Uh, inspect the door. I mean, like, what is it locked by? Does it seem to have any locks or? It does have one single lock. Um, it is, it is kind of your average, uh, like almost a jail door. Okay. You know, just a barred door with a single keyhole on the middle right of the door. Um, it's, it's standard steel. Um, and otherwise you don't see any other way to get through. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something I could do without having a door. I'll look <laughs> to, to the barracks. All the way back to the barracks, <laughs> <laughs> which will be very fun now because the guards are alert. <laughs> right. I guess I should have thought of that. <laughs> oh man, I don't have. Let's see. Can you? The gentleman lockpick. Without thieves' tools. You need thieves' tools. I'm going back to the barracks, I guess. I look down at Sonny. <clears throat> Sonny, there is an unprecedented lock on this door. And I bet the key is where the barracks are. The barracks where the guards will sleep. The guards which... I just alerted. Sonny, complications <laughs> have arised. <laughs> Sonny kind of gives you a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Sonny, a gentleman never fears, for a man is at his best when he is vulnerable. And a gentleman also never lies, as I've told you before, so maybe I go up there and tell them the truth. I got lost. <laughs> Think on your feet, Sonny. If you have any good ideas, please. Squeak? <laughs> Whatever you do. Alright, I'll, I'll try and sneak my way back up to the barracks now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, following the the map of the the layout here as best as I can. The the barracks luckily are very close by. Like you are you are off on the right here a little bit. The barracks are just a little bit further down this hallway. Uh 
that you find yourself in currently. You take a peek outside of the, the janitor's door, and uh, you see a guard just running off towards the dining room where you had alerted them to. Yep. But there are still some who remain behind to ensure that nothing else is in danger. So if you're going to head your way to the barracks, I'm going to have to make you make another stealth roll. I rolled a 19. Okay. Well, you you pass with flying colors. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I won't anymore, but I saw. Yeah, so uh, there's a guard that, that runs past quickly and heads up the stairs. And um, <laughs> you, you kind of give yourself a little smirk because you know your plan worked at least. All uh, right, I tiptoe very um, dramatically, like... Like bobbing as I walk towards the fucking. I look yeah. so silly, dude. I look like a goddamn Persona Five character. Um, as you're slowly tiptoeing <sighs> your way towards the barracks, another guard kind of runs out and uh, and looks like both ways down the hallway. Um, you you're able to quickly though with your roll hide under a little a little table with like a picture of the family on it. You see, I make, I make myself look like one big shadow with my mic. <laughs> yeah, with your little yeah. Uh, he doesn't notice you. Um, you take a look at the picture of the family. Very, very lovely family. You know, you got two daughters, three sons, an older man. The wife doesn't seem to be present. So, what do I know about the Holy Family? Are they as bad as I made them out to be in the beginning? So generally, the general consensus in in this country, at least. Um, you, you probably have enough life experience to to have your own opinion obviously but like they're, they're pretty well adored um as a lot of this country is very zoological and and religious um they they believe they are basically the one way that this world is able to commune with the gods and and figure out find their choices and lead this country into great new eras kind of deal you know and so you know that for the most part like they're not a terrible family they're not terrible people like at least outward looking um but they do absolutely turn their back them along with the chosen um on the more downtrodden and unfortunate people in the country sunny look at this family it's time for another life lesson <laughs> a gentleman must always seek both sides to the story and flip both sides of the coin but in this case, that gentleman also does what he must in spite of personal consequence. In spite of any obstacles or dangers, that gentleman must do what he believes is moral. And I believe this family is holding the power for themselves when the power should be given to all the people. Wouldn't you agree, Sonny? <laughs> Pause at you a little bit. Like... <laughs> licks your face because you're like down towards the ground you are my dearest friend and now we're off <laughs> right, <laughs> looking for the key crawl, in the barracks you crawl out and you're heading towards the barracks um now the barracks is like any other there's a few bunk beds in here um it, it looks like the they have these these guards on employ like they live in the house they're living guards so there's bunk beds and and a small little kitchen that they all seem to share uh there's a little bowl full full with noodles and a little bit of cheese uh, half empty. This seems like somebody hurried out <laughs> due to the news. And you're gonna look for a key. Yeah, uh, I, I'll look for a key. Do I hear anyone around? You look around, and there's nobody in the barracks currently. I'd like you to roll a perception check quickly. Nineteen, baby, twenty-two. Ah, uh, damn. Okay. 
so and, good and at you everything. stare around. <laughs> you're, you're, you're fucking, you're fucking knocking out of the park on the rolls today. I've got the opposite <laughs> effect going. <laughs> I saw, dude, like both times. I can't see anymore, but I saw. Yeah, and and you look around and you you see one bed that's kind of like hastily made. There is a little coat there, and in the pocket, just hanging out a tiny bit, is this little ring of keys. As soon as I see these keys, you slowly approach up to this coat. And you reach into the pocket, and out of them, you pull this ring of keys. And behind you, you hear the door hastily opening. What do you do? Um. 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 (laughs) Um. I dive under the bed. No, no, I dive into the bed, and I act like I'm still sleeping. (laughs) I put the covers over me, and I'm like, I start snoring. And I hug hug onto Sonny. God, I need my keys. (sighs) Hey, hey, wake up. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. hey, come on. Uh, get, oh, get I have up. the plague. I have the plague, soldier. Plague. <laughs> Don't There's touch no me. Plague soldier, right if you touch me, you're going to catch it. I just it just came. I came under it just now. Sir, are you okay? Poisoned by the apples in the barrel, the wine in the cellar. Don't drink the wine, soldier. You'll be shitting for days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sir, okay, that's great and all, but why are you in my bed? Uh, I, uh, I picked the closest one. As soon as I got out of the bathroom, I fell. I'm, I'm, you're gonna, soldier, can I borrow it? I'm so sorry, I can't move. I'm paralyzed, soldier. My kidney's rapturing, soldier. My liver, soldier, my liver. <laughs> I'm putting on uh, a completely different voice, by the way. I, I rolled that to everybody this time, but also, <laughs> god damn it, I'm rolling so bad. Yeah, you, you roll deception? There's no way I can Yeah, roll fail. deception, roll deception. <laughs> 26, dude! <laughs> I'm so sorry, listen, there's... Just let me lay you, here for a while, soldier, please! Listen, there's a thief around here. Uh, Have you seen so my keys? Sad. Soldier, the only thing I've seen in these recent hours is death itself. Death is trying to take me, soldier. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, I'll have to look for him later. If you feel better, come to the dining room. Go get him, soldier. I trust you with my life. <laughs> so, yes, sir. He gives you a salute and runs. <laughs> there's, there's no reason that should have worked, but the rolls just worked, man. Fuck it. <laughs> as soon as I hear the door, I, I come out from under the covers dramatically. <laughs> that, that was a close one, Sonny. I'll just be more careful on our way back to the cellar. You did such a good job. I'm proud of you. She she gives you like a little joyful, or he gives you a little joyful kind of squeak, like a little. If we're in the clear now, I'm back. I'm going back. Um. Yeah. So you head back towards the janitor's closet. Jander still, thankfully, has not shown back up uh, to to his little abode. Um, it's very nicely nicely done here. You know, he has some posters up on the wall, little little cot in the corner. Um, he uses the mop for for a blanket. Very very lovely. And you crawl back into the cellar, where where the door, your goal awaits you. Ding a ling a ling. Okay, I'll um I guess I'll just start trying the keys as soon as I get there. Yeah, you know, um 
let's just roll a general sleight of hand check here to see how well you put these keys in this lock. <laughs> I roll a natural one! <laughs> Why am I struggling to get in? Oh! You, God yeah, you, damn it, I'm such grab, a gentleman, I can't take this door's virginity, <laughs> fucking hell. I need consent. Door, please allow me to penetrate the keyhole. Door. <laughs> it takes a while. It takes Jesus a while. Jesus Christ. It's like but eventually, fucking... <laughs> eventually, uh, you managed to get in there. The this steel one. door was harder than a chastity belt. <laughs> the first one, that is. And it's not the right key. <laughs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> And th this keeps going for a little bit as, as you fumble around. Your your hands are shaky. Um, <laughs> right Trembling now. with excitement, bro. I can't even get uh, until finally, you insert a, a large bronze key into it. And you slowly turn it and you hear a little... And it begins to slide open towards you. Yeah. At long last, Sonny. The plan... The plan has come to its finale. This is me pushing the door open. It's a pull door. <laughs> oh, fuck. And my natural one coming back to bite me again. God damn it. It's a pull door. <laughs> you, can, you can hear your, your little sunny snickering a little bit. <laughs> um, laughing at you. Uh, and you slowly make your way down these stairs into, into a sort of runes. Um, and as you make your way down... You see this sort of long stone cavern. At the end of it, you see a sword. Um, just sort of a regular sword, um, which is kind of weird because you weren't sure exactly what you were expecting, but the sword seems to be emanating this almost holy light off of it. And as you make your way down, you see the the crypts, the tombs of, of other great priests who... Uh, lived before the current one um two on each side as you make your way towards this sword and as you approach the sword it, it it's almost beckoning you like it wants you to to grab it and take it into your grasp and see what happens how is it presented is it like shoved into stone like sword in the stone or like the fucking master sword or is or how is it so it is um very funnily, I, I should have described this a little better. There's a, there's a single statue of a man who is who is sitting kind of stoically, you know, arms at his chest, almost superhero like pose, pose, looking up towards the sky. Um, and he has a sheath on his hip where the where the sword is actually sheathed in right now. Um, you don't know who this man is though. You've never seen him in your life. I wonder his discovery, Sonny. Do you feel that? The sword itself seems to call me. Beckons to be freed from the grasp of this family. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll start to like with my like left arm as if I'm like grabbing it out of his uh, sheath, and uh, I'll just see if I can pull it out. Okay. Yeah. You you slowly reach out, and you you grab the hilt of the sword with your left hand, and slowly but surely it uh. It slides out of that sheath and begins to envelop the room with a blinding light. <laughs> and as you grab the sword in your hand and you and you stare at it for a moment, you begin to see visions of things yet to come. 
visions of camaraderie, visions of joy, visions of pain, visions of hope. You see two others with you, and in front of you, a giant monstrosity, the likes of which you've never seen before. But you feel a faith, a trust that you have with these other two. Like you could do anything with them. You see yourself in the future, helping people who are down on their luck. A man who's recently lost his wife, needing somebody to lean on. And with you, those two still. And as you hold this sword in your hands, it begins to burn in your hands, as if beckoning you, as if asking, is this the path you wish to choose? Do you want to bear the pain? <laughs> um, uh, I, I guess, I mean, is it, is, it, is, it, is it just a feeling or are there words? It's just a feeling? It's just a feeling. It's almost like there's no words. It's just like flashing images. And there is a little like a burning sensation in your hands as you as you clasp this blade. Um, there's it's yeah, it's just a feeling like it's asking you a question, like like the sword is trying to communicate with you. As I'm holding it, I guess I can't see because it's all blind. I'm still getting like it's still kind of yes. white, or, or you, you can't actually see the shape of this sword at all okay. right now. <clears throat> then to and myself, I think I can feel the power of this sword is blessed with a glorious burden. A burden of glorious and wondrous purpose. And I accept. I accept such a burden. If that is the path that I am destined to take. And as you think this to yourself in your head, um, the sword, the light sort of begins to dim. And the sword, you see, it takes the shape of a regular sword at first. And then it bursts out into into small golden cubes, which slowly start to re assemble themselves from the bottom up into a different shape um, one more representative of your soul and if you would like to describe what the weapon looks like now yeah um does it unsheath does it like take my already blade that I was carrying away from me like does that also go or like what happens do you, do you want do you want it to or it can yeah sure I, I assume I've been using this sword for a very long time so yeah yeah, sure. It takes your that, weapon. I, too. I imagine that one just like glows and then bursts also into it, a blade. It also of... bursts into these, these yeah, large, <laughs> these golden cubes and slowly begins to sure, reconstruct yeah. into this That's new cool. blade. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, as it takes form, you would see this almost like an S shape, or the sword itself takes this S shape as the hilt is curved, but the blade is hooked, and it looks like this uh, radiating. The blade itself is this radiating uh, mix of purple, pink, blue, almost like iridescent a glowing iridescent gem like blade with strings that are attached from the top of the blade uh, uh, down to the hilt of the sword the actual handle below the hilt is this kind of uh, almost black it's a black and gold hilt with a curved circular base at the bottom um, with a, a purple gemstone in that circular base and uh Overall, as uh, as the sword sort of reforms, it basically takes the form of a uh, a very beautiful heart blade. Very awesome. And it glows this golden glow before, like uh, at first, like this golden glow with like cackling, uh, 
almost like lightning energy before it simmers down and takes its physical form. Like it's almost ethereal at first and then it takes that form while the strings themselves stay kind of that ethereal glow. Yeah, there's still a very ethereal glow. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. I love that. Um, and anyone will, everyone will see the art of it eventually. Yeah, there, there is art of this. So that will get posted with this episode. And as, as it settles down and the burning starts to dissipate in your hands, you, you kind of stare at your new weapon. The ground begins to shake a little bit. Um, not like a ton, but it is it is a hearty shake, and you, you kind of lose your balance a little bit as you're admiring your your new sword that you've stolen from this family. Above you, you hear a door open and close, and, and the cellar door as well open as a man begins slowly climbing down the ladder. Well, yeah, at first I'm, like, clutching the sword and looking at it, I have this bright fucking uh, big smile, the monocle blown off my face. And then I hear the sound, and I'm immediately, uh, I immediately turn around and look to see, you know, who's, uh, who's caught me in the act. <laughs> caught in 4K, bro, who's caught me in 4K? Yeah, so, and, and down the stairs, you hear, you hear the heavy footsteps of a, of a man fully clad in armor. And he looks, he comes down, he notices that the cage is open, and he, he rushes down a little more. And he stares upon you, and you see this young man with long black hair going down past his shoulders, um, a little greasy at the moment. He's got this blue armor with with white accents on it, um, and a, a sword and shield, just a short sword and a shield with a sigil or an insignia that has a man bearing his sword towards the sun, which you would recognize as the sigil of the Dawn Guard. And you would recognize this young man as the youngest son of the Holy Family. Oh. <laughs> um, and he, he comes down he's, and he says, Well, well. When I heard father got stabbed, I figured I might find some rats down here. Who are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> I, uh, I guess I, I... I turn slowly to face as I'm so kind of like staring at the sword and like eyeing him back and my my expression is just kind of uh I don't even know how to describe it but it is fucking it's like <laughs> a revelation has hit my face <laughs> um where are your friends I know it has to be one of you who stabbed him what matters is not who I am but who I will become and at this moment, um, you feel this, this sort of power welling up inside of you, um, as if, like, it feels like it is a massive pressure in your chest, like it wants to be released towards something, and I'm going to allow you to cast one spell of any spell you may know. Ooh, um, yeah, <laughs> baby! All right. Uh, let me look, let me look, let me look. Let me yeah, you, any, any spell from the list for, for Warlock or Bard. You may spell. Yeah! You do. Yeah, dude! What's up, bitches? I'm a bard lock! <laughs> yeah! I cast Suggestion. Okay. Uh, what are you going to tell him to do? I point my sword towards him. And as I point my sword, um, you start to see, like, almost like, like the same kind of gloating, ether glowing, e golden glowing ethereal energy that was surrounding the sword starts to swirl above up, uh, up the black coat of the arm. And the hair starts to... Um, blow a little bit back as if it's taking new form and he, I point my sword towards him and I say 
my good boy, if you value your life, you will lay down your weapon and let me pass. He's going to roll a wisdom saving throw. The DC, What's the DC 16. And you see this man, he stares at you with this sort of vervent intensity. And his, his blade's still at the ready. And slowly, he begins to put his sword down towards the ground. And he drops it. And he steps aside as as you begin to move past him, I assume. Yeah, I mean, as he points down his weapon, I will, like, flourish it uh, in that kind of, like, spinny way. And then I will uh, basically hold it a reverse and then put it towards my side so the blade and is kind of, like, hugging the back of the arm. And I nod, still smiling. Very wise choice. I'll be going. And as he puts down his weapon and he stands aside and he's like the blade of the holy grail surely I stand no chance he slowly steps aside leaving the doorway open for you to proceed through I kind of set Sunny down behind me to walk and as I do I say "Hmm, what a fitting name isn't it Sunny just like a little high pitched squeak like almost of excitement from, from Sunny Basically, as I'm going, I'm almost emitting this kind of like golden ethereal energy off my my person, and and things are just slowly being kind of. You'll see. Yeah, you 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 ascend up the stairs out of this little cellar, um, and return to the janitor's closet. And outside, um, there are guards hustling and bustling, all of them heading out of the house actually, um, and towards the great cathedral. Oh, right, because he was stabbed. Yes. <laughs> and and you have a very clear way out right now, it seems. Yeah, I mean, at first, uh, I, yeah, I'll just, I'll leave. I'll blend in and then dip. Mm-hmm. As swiftly as I can. And maybe, I don't know, I mean, where where can I go? You want a perception check? <laughs> yeah, if there's like a, a way that's maybe above to get a view of like the church on a hill or something. Oh, sorry, that's performance. Uh, I, that don't don't take that roll. I that won't one. take that roll. The six, the six. I rolled a six. <laughs> okay, okay. You want to get you want to get high up right now? Just away from where I where I just pulled off the heist. Yeah. Okay. Maybe where I can overlook and see what there what's going on. For sure. Um, Somewhere with a really good backdrop. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is gonna be this is gonna be very interesting. Um, well, you you get out of the house very quickly. You you kind of push your way through the double marble doors again. The guards at the front gate are, are nowhere to be seen again as they're on the hunt for somebody, which surely is not you because you did not stab anybody on this ice. I mean, that's subconsciously in my mind, but totally not what I'm focused on. I'm so focused <laughs> yeah. on the power of this fuck that I have just like mm-hmm. uh, grown into. This. I have the yeah. power, I have the power. Uh, the power of the and babe. As you as you open the the doors to outside, you notice that it's much darker outside than you had left it. I'm a fucking um, wizard, dude. What? <laughs> it is it is a a almost twilight darkness out. Wow. But you're you're too focused on everything that just happened to you within that building, and you run across the street and you actually notice, you know, there's there's a nice little little building that you're able to climb up off a little iron pipe up to the top off a grate. Uh, if you wanted to get a better look at what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so do you want to just do athletics, I guess? Or acrobatics to climb up? Uh, 21. 
21? Okay, yeah, you climb up with, with no issue. And you stand upon this building overlooking the job well done. And off to the right, you see the cathedral. And there are people outside panicking. There's, there's one man, um, a very large guy wearing the same armor as the man you saw uh, in the basement there, in the ruins. Um, pointing people around, commanding them what to do as a, a young woman with long blonde hair and a very furly dress um, is is kneeling over the assumed dead corpse of who you would recognize as the great priest. Around you, you begin to notice that the panic is not only just within the confines of the cathedral, as, as people other around are also running away from the courtyard of the castle and as you look off towards that way you you begin to notice as you look across the horizon that the sky what used to be all the stars all the sky the clouds nothing avoid where it once was as you hear as you hear the sound of, of crushing buildings against each other and and you hear a, a very soft distance oh. Oh. <laughs> um <laughs> which monster <laughs> I'm not going towards that sound. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how much you know about Charlie's character. <laughs> no, I don't, but I know that was part of it. <laughs> and as you're looking up towards the sky, now filled with almost a beautiful nothingness, just pure emptiness, is there anything you would like to do? Does it feel like I... Do I get the sense... Like, did I... Did I cause this? Um, no. Well, you can't tell. Okay. The timing is is certainly very coincidental. But there are, there are several things that happened today that could have caused this. The power of the sun in the palm of I, th <laughs> I thought I the stole the sun, sun or something. In the palm of my hand. <laughs> As I hold the blade, I say the power of the sun. Kidding, I'm not gonna do that. Anyways, yeah, I, uh, I guess I sort of. Spider-Man squat down on the spire or where, wherever I got high up. And Sonny kind of like crawls out from underneath your, your cloak and, and sits next to you. Sonny, <laughs> it appears that something grimace has taken place on this day. Though, despite that, I feel a great sense, a great sense of inspiration beauty and hope. Sonny, I think I have finally found my own path. I know it takes some getting used to, Sonny, but this is going to be the last time that I change. And Sonny just kind of, like, pokes her head into you and kind of, like, rubs you side to side with her head, like, kind of almost patting her, patting himself, and cuddles up next to you. The visions I saw when grabbing this blade. Just like I have seen. It's just like I have taken a step closer to the truth. 
I will always remember Rahul Ablam. And as I say that, uh, you start to see the features and the clothing of, um, and this golden ethereal shift, you know, of like arcane energy that starts to just almost like glitter or like a Tinkerbell type of magic, like just a smooth transition from top to bottom. The mm-hmm. entire appearance of Raoul Leblanc change <laughs> um, as uh, I stand up and after smirk, smiling to um, to Sunny and I hold the blade uh, out uh, sort of like in front of me as this is happening close my eyes and I I see the person who I saw in the visions with the other two people I must be destined to meet. And you all would see the black hair turn into this almost um, white with opalescent coloring hair. Um, So basically white hair with shades of pink and blue and, and, and gold. As it, uh, the bangs no longer go across the eye, but instead are tied up to the back into a ponytail with, uh, the back of the hair still flowing down and a little bit of the bangs flowing over the sides. And he opens his eyes and instead of the bright blue, you see these, you like, iridescent colored, multicolored eyes. Instead of this more, like, masculine, um, very straight-edged and chiseled face, it takes, his face takes the form of a much softer, androgynous look with the uh, iridescent eyes and, and very long eyelashes. And he wears this um, kind of like black and gold earring that has a bit of an ornament that dangles down on the side. And coming out of his hair, you know, his head, forms these um, two horns. One of them sort of broken down the middle, uh, taking this chipped look, and the other one is, uh, they're both also iridescent gem-like horns. Um, the black coat with the long uh, accentuated, ex- accentuated collar uh, starts to fade into this very celestial black, purple, and gold outfit with uh, hints of light blue in the pattern. Um, it's this long sort of over coat that has... Um, transparent, very wavy, bellowing sleeves. And underneath that is this tight, sort of um, sleeveless black with a gold collar uh, that also kind of opens uh, on the back as well. I mean, you're gonna, you'll see the art on Patreon, um, but everything's black and gold. He has black, uh, gold bands on his arm. His whole entire body, the stature just sort of like slims down into a more lithe uh, and slimmer uh, body type. And He's got these like golden tattoos or designs that get imprinted on his skin of the sun and other celestial tattoos with uh, many, many accessories on the wrist. And then he has a black glove, black and gold glove on the other hand. Um, and this all goes down into the, like these white dress pants um, and these very, I'm just going to say funky designed like thigh high boots, black and gold boots that are heeled with purple bottoms. And it matches the same color scheme of the sword. And uh, as this kind of transformation, which takes, you know, just about a minute, forms, he turns around with Sonny at his his back foot, and you can see the back of this long overcoat, his cloak, if you will, 
as the symbol of a sun, as the solstice sun, with a crescent moon in the middle. And more of these sort of, I guess, solstice or celestial type patterns down the coat. Kind of like a, um, a tapestry, kind of like a tapestry, but uh, like a, a celestial solstice tapestry. Um, the inside of the coat being like this light purple. And he looks down at Sunny after this transformation is complete. And holds out the blade and smiles and brings it close and then just kind of like strums the strings. And it just makes this this beautiful tone just comes out of it, um, perfectly tuned. <laughs> in the in the key of C, the most commonly used one. <laughs> Sunny. I'll introduce myself for the last time. My name is Rumi. And we will sit on this path together. To rid this world of the vileness that corrupts it. And bring everyone into a place of equality. To a place of fairness. To a place of peace. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. As you say that, and you stand up and look off towards an empty horizon, Ral having become roomy with a new sense of purpose. And you power. Start climbing, and power. <laughs> Do I look like I need your power? You begin to descend off the roof of this building and make your way to wherever fate may take you, I suppose. And a god you, steps on the earth of this day. <laughs> and as our god takes his first steps on solid ground, that is where we're going to end this session. Woo! And that cool. is where Rumi is going to level up to level six. Yeah, baby! <laughs> That's what I've been waiting for! That's what it's all about! <laughs> Woo! I'll roll uh, hit points. I'll do that. Uh, I just add like one. I just So I do the warlock hit points, which is what I just yes. took. So it's just another yeah. 1d8. Yeah, so D8. I'll do that right now, guys. Live here on the Patreon. Roll to everybody. And do we roll? Oh, seven. Woo. Ooh, look at me. I'm going to have 47 health now. Let's go. Not bad. 28 plus seven. All right. All right. That was awesome, man. Yeah, dude. I'm I mean glad. Um, we just have one more session to go now with Bisley here. And, uh, and then from there, that's when the campaign starts proper. <laughs> Uh, guys, I know I want to tell you something. Only you patrons are gonna know. Bisley's character doesn't want to laugh. Oh, but I have <laughs> I have spells that magically make people laugh. That is so funny. That is so funny. Because <laughs> you know what? I uh, so when we were in Texas for just rolls a week, I was in the car with Bisley at one point, driving somewhere, maybe to a grocery store, and he he mentioned to me that in my campaign he didn't want his character to laugh at all, and I bet him twenty dollars, twenty hard stone cold buckaroos <laughs> that he would laugh at least once during my campaign dude um <laughs> <laughs> that's that's on the table right now you'll know so patrons you'll know if i just got 20 dollars richer you should no you should do it because if i do it i'll be evil you should use in his session <laughs> you should make it as fucking like like his biggest secret is that he laughed <laughs> once in his life <laughs> and it was magic <laughs> all right well thank you guys for listening i hope you like Raul leblon and i hope you will like rumi um who you got see the next world. week god of the new world yeah i know i almost worry about posting the art with this session 
because I feel like people will see the art before they see this episode. Yeah, true. So it won't be more of a shock. So you guys will actually probably get the art with the first session. With the, with or at least actual, a few days after. Yeah. This is, yeah, probably, let's say a few days after. We'll we'll put the official art up for all the characters, which I don't know if there's going to be official art for the other characters. I don't know if they've done that yet. The plan to, but we'll see. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed, sincerely. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed Grizzly. It was a lot of fun to run Dude, this. Dude, this is going to be a um, really cool fucking world. I'm, I'm excited to run it. I think these, these first sessions are a little, like... Again, a little jank because of the little backstory stuff, but like I think the actual plans I have for the campaign proper will be very fun to play. Yeah, damning. You like you get used to like talking, and then you just build more confidence. I think, yeah, just building more confidence with your with what you're saying is all. It's kind of like being an artist and like having confidence strokes. And when you're a DM, you have the great ideas already. You should be confident in the ideas. You just you just it just takes practice to get confidence in how you. And are, how I present them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which which was really good this session. I liked it a lot. Awesome. Alright guys, bye. Bye. This is a very important piece of backstory. Once we start this session. So back back during Just Roll With It Week, the first one that we ever did, me and Bisley were in a car together. Me and Bisley were in a car together and we were talking, and he was talking about what he wanted to do for my campaign. And he told me at that moment oh, no, he wanted is. to be just this deep grizzled man who never laughs. Mm -hmm. And right then and there, I bet him 20 bucks, 20 buckaroos, that during my mini campaign that he would laugh at least once. At some point during our comedy podcast, he would laugh. I won't do it. We'll see about today. I don't I don't have any any goofy laughs on the on the meal today for in the fucking in the works. I guess, but okay. tomorrow, when Connie, we meet Peter Squint. Connie, we need luck. to establish some ground rules, okay? Okay. So me as myself, can I laugh? Can I laugh? Yes. Very out of role play scenarios, out of any outside of any role play. So me, Bisley, can laugh before sessions and at parts when we're not role playing. You can laugh. Okay. Absolutely. But if you are role playing with Mr. Peter Squint. And 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 he says something, and you go, <laughs> and and you start laughing. That counts. Okay. Okay. How about smiles? Smiles. I will allow smiles. You had to let out a heart. Like it has to be a hearty chuckle. At least you can do a. <laughs> but if you stop yourself after that first ha, you're good. It's two ha's or more. And that's, okay. Two ha's or more. Twenty dollars. Or or if it's a very loud. <laughs> if it peaks the mic, it's over. Yeah. If it like if yeah if you if you exhale through your nose loud enough to peak the microphone, then that's enough. That's it. Yep. All right. Those are the rules of our bet. And I'm I told nervous. Him, yeah, you better be. That's $20 in my pocket. I need next time that we $20. I'm, I am, I need it on the, this isn't even, this isn't $20 PayPal. This is $20 into my hand in person, into your hand, slap into your palm with a hearty handshake. You get some nice plastic money from Canada, you know? I really want some of your loonies and toonies. I don't know. I don't know if they're real or not. And if they are, I, I will maybe just maybe I'll give you $20 for them. You know what? I'll bring some. I'll bring some as a souvenir. I just want to see, see them. You. Loonies and toonies. Come on. They're, they're wacky. Come on, buddy. No little, way. Little, no way, pal. Guys. No way, pal. Got a pal. goose on them. <clears throat> the bear. Right. There's a bear in the toonie. I could defeat the bear as my you new character. You could fight the bear. I could fight the bear. 
I guess I guess we can find out, huh? On this episode, on this part <laughs> just, of this episode, just roll with it. Uh, on just roll with it. Let me sip my Coca-Cola. I mean my. Let me sip my unlabeled soft drink. Wow, is that No Name brand soda? Why, yes, it is Conda Fiction. Pay and us. Pay us. <laughs> <laughs> A world born of the gods is doomed to die by them. Lust has rung true through the stories of Eld. But in those worlds that face odds that overwhelm, there are those that would stand strong and true to their ideals. Those who would cast aside their faith and fight back with all their might. Those who would become god slayers. The sound of swords clashing, a familiar tone to this household. For, for this household in particular has based their lives around strict training, and stricter yet, their devotion to the pram, the eight gods who assist in the ruling of Perverus. We zoom in from above onto two people fighting in front of a large marble building. One man clad in white armor with blue accents going down its arms and a larger blot of blue on his chest. His shield containing an insignia of the Dawn Guard, a man bearing his sword skyward, encompassed by the sun. An insignia that represents the Holy Family of Perverus. His face almost looks bored, as if he would rather be doing anything else at this moment. And a single bead of sweat drips down onto his long black hair that drapes over his shoulders. And as he goes and swings up, and reposts a sword, we turn around and we see Bisley, your character, if you'd like to describe him. You see, holding a double-bladed scimitar, uh, kind of spitting the blade, is a man with a dark, earthy blue sash draped around his neck and a cape of the same color flowing in the wind behind him. The blue fabric comes up to form a hood as well, resting over top a champion's helmet. This white steel forms what is reminiscent of a Spartan helmet. And with that space where his face is left, it is completely black, with the white glow of his eyes shining through. A blue outline forms around that space, and this blue shimmering in that light. Along the cape behind him is also the same insignia that you described. Lining his body is an assortment of white steel plates covering a jet black bodysuit underneath. Awesome. And at this point, I would also like you to roll initiative as we're going to do a little bit of combat here at the start. <sighs> exactly what I like to see. That's a 15 <laughs> from me. Then you are first and you recognize this man across from you as uh, your youngest brother, Arbeth. My little baby brother, Arbeth. I am going to try and sweep down at his feet with okay. this scimitar. Okay, roll the hit. That's an eight. That would miss. Okay. Arbeth sees you, like uh, your eyes kind of dart down towards his feet and you swing for it. And he kind of jumps over your your double-bladed scimitar and gives you a little smirk. He's like, come on, that move again. You can, you can come up with new stuff, right? And uh, is that your turn? That'll be my turn. Okay. And he uh, is going to go and try to just thrust straight towards you with his short sword. Okay. And that's going to be a 16 to hit. 16 is not going to hit. As he comes in to go and, and, and stab towards it with the other side of um, of this scimitar, I'll, I'll kind of pull it around and move the, uh, the blade to the side, kind of pushing it out. Your best offense 
will be your defense. <laughs> That's, uh... I'll have to prove you wrong sometime. Oh, we try. It's your turn again. And that's going to be a 20, not natural, to hit. That does hit. So as I come in and push that out with the one side, I want to uh, kind of spin the blade and slash it over down across the chest area. That is going to be eight slashing damage. You 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 strike him true and clean right across the chest. Um, he's he's thankfully well armored, so he's not actually taking any real damage. But uh, it still is, it wins him a little bit as, as you strike him clean and rend his armor a little bit. <sighs> God, that was a good one. Okay. Let me show you my best offense. And he comes and he tries to swing upwards down towards your armpit on your left arm. Okay. And he is going to roll <laughs> natural 20. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's going to be eight damage, actually. And as it comes up, it would kind of like slash this this kind of sash and cape, leaving a little tear in it. Listen, you might be older than me, but I know that a best offense is a good offense. Thank you. And that brings it to my turn? That brings it back to you. So I, uh, if he comes up and, and kind of gets me in the armpit, I want to once again just kind of just come down and slash uh, forward towards him. <laughs> uh, but that is a 12 to hit. Okay. Um, so you, wait, so like he catches, yeah, he okay, catches, yeah, catches me and I kind of move around and then and pull then back like and go forward. Back. Yeah. So you, you have it clear in your mind what you're trying to do, but as you go and like swing forward and try to cleave him, uh, you kind of stumble a little bit with your posture, um, missing him as he kind of steps back just barely. That would bring it back to his turn. Come on. You're going to have to aim better than that, brother. Um, and he rolls not good. Um, that is a 13. 13 is going to miss. Your anger will betray you. <laughs> and yeah, that's not going to hit. Listen, let's just get this over with, huh? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of go step around him. And let me see if I hit this before I start describing something cool. Absolutely. Uh, 18. That does hit, yes. Okay, so I want to step around and go and try and like slice at the back of his legs, and I do want to smite with this. Okay. So that's that's ten damage, ten slashing. Ten slashing damage. Ten slashing damage, and technically ten radiant damage. God damn, that's good. You must focus your balance. So yeah, you so you like slide behind him, you said, and like go and slash at like the back of the knees kind of deal. Right, right back there, kind of take him off balance. How this ends up looking is is he goes to kind of stab at you, and you you catch the blade in your armpit, and you push it down and swing your back around him and swing towards his the back of his knees as he kind of falls down to his knees like, ah, shit, okay, okay, I yield. God. I hold the blade to his neck for a moment. Your anger would have been your end must control your rage and i like kind of brandish the blade and put it behind me not even that angry man i just don't want to be here right now Ugh. you wish to be somewhere else uh, i mean in my room reading my magazine maybe you know your training is important i know i know father says that every day but do you know why why he's he's a younger man he's like in his late adolescence like young adult territory probably 17 18 years old probably like five years your your junior Abeth, we serve the gods we must never 
put down the blade. If we fail, all of them will be lost. I know. I know. It's just hard sometimes. You know, it feels like I can't have my own life outside of this. I mean, like, I'm grateful every day for being born into the Holy Family, but... Sometimes it just is a lot. Sometimes I just wish I wasn't. Understand, young one. You give your life to others that have theirs. Girl persuasion. Uh, 16. He sort of kind of, like, looks down and starts to, like, stand up a little bit solemnly. Yeah, I guess you're right. Ours is a noble cause. Remember this. <laughs> Those people out there wouldn't be able to celebrate the right of choosing. Not for us, I guess. We keep these people free. Safe. Yeah. Thank you. Maybe a little different perspective is what I needed. Anyways, I need to go. I need to go study a little bit. My father will be pissed if I don't at least get that done today. Yes. Tend to your reading. Okay, thank you for the training. And he, he starts to run into the, the marble building. Um, I, yeah, I just kind of stand stoically and nod at him. And as you watch him kind of run in there, a little, little quickly, you know, you actually spot out of the corner of your eye, uh, kind of leaning back and watching you guys from sort of a this this marble pillar with like small indents in it kind of like what you'd see in rome sort of deal uh you see your other brother or one of your other brothers that is um you'd recognize aimer on guard he's a he's a younger mid-20s sort of half elf and a full elf um yeah so he has like very very short spiked up kind of gelled crimson red hair um, and he's he's the brother that's always getting into trouble. You'd know this. Uh, he's never up to any good. He's always taking his studies not too seriously, and uh, sneaking out, doing doing bad things, you know. And he he's laughing like. I look over. Just take him. this stuff way too seriously. I don't suppose you're here to train. <laughs> Hell no. What do you mean? I've trained enough. I could take you right now, actually. But oh. I don't want to. Your arrogance will bring you to your end. <laughs> yeah, that is something you'd say, isn't it? Listen, when was the last time we actually saw combat? Huh? It's Tell been long. But the noblest of warriors seek only peace. You would understand this if you were one. Yeah, that life just isn't for me. <laughs> I gotta say, just a little bit boring. That said, I've been thinking about maybe spicing things up around here lately. Spicing? Yeah, you know, get, get, turn up the heat. Just a tiny bit. Your manner of speak confuses me. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something that father wouldn't like. I know, listen, you're kind of a stick in the mud, alright? Um, but I think this might interest you. Brother, everything you do is something father wouldn't like. <laughs> this is not news to me. That's true. What is it you seek? Well, you know, I've always been curious about you. And I figure father knows more than, than we ever would. 
So maybe if we uh snuck in his room, that is forbidden. Find something out. <laughs> yeah, but when has that ever stopped me? He kind of chuckles and kicks in the dirt. Mm. Listen, I'm doing this without you or with you, so I mean. What do I stand to gain? I'm standing against our father. Mm, nothing, but you can always just say you were making sure I didn't do anything too bad. Oh, there would be. I almost want to make you roll a persuasion check. <laughs> you want um, me to? Uh, if you have the sheet up, fuck yeah, sure. Yeah, Is I that, have like that, a sheet up that I use for general. Maybe I should. Maybe I should do like insight. Yeah, insight it. I mean, he sure, just sure, he sure, just sure, wants sure, you to come sure, along because sure. he's fucking he natural to... one. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Well, I am sure father would rather. One second, I assisted let me just you. Take a picture of this. What is it? Is it a natural twenty? <laughs> is it a natural twenty? Oh, you fucker! Oh, you fucker! <laughs> you gotta listen. You gotta live a little, Thaddeus. Father would much prefer I was there to make sure your doings were just, even in your mischievous state. I'm sure. Yeah. Whatever you need to tell yourself. Come on. I shall accompany you. And he starts walking. He's snickering to himself at this point. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he thought it would work. <laughs> I, natural one versus a natural twenty, bro. I gotta go. I'm. I'm going wherever this guy wants me to. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So you start strolling, like making your way inside. And as you walk in, it's it's the same sight you're used to as always. It's this grand hall with a diamond chandelier above you. Um, tiled floors kind of sprawled out in a black and white pattern all the way across with two sort of curved staircases leading upstairs which is exactly where you're going in this case and as you as you begin making your way up these curved staircases uh you see your third and final brother <laughs> a lot of brothers here you would know this to be ranar who's sort of a, a hot-headed man who takes his his duty very seriously and he he stares at you with amar amar and he gives you just kind of a puzzled look he, he raises an eyebrow at you and and approaches you guys he's like hey you guys have to he's he's looking at you specifically like he is piercing eyes on you nothing of your concern reyna better not be Listen, you know it's the day of the first day of the right of choosing. All right, we can't have anything go wrong today. I'm well Father aware of the day. Step aside. Promise me you're not getting any, getting in any trouble. I am here solely my sword. to prevent the trouble. Your sword will not need unsheathing today. <laughs> Shit. Amor, I swear to God, if you're doing something right now, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Listen, brother, I wouldn't do anything of this sort. Fucking watch yourself. And he walks down the stairs, looking back over his shoulder at you guys. He doesn't like you. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. that's something that's always been obvious. He, he's not a big fan of you as a person um, since the day you were adopted. His empty threats mean nothing to me. I don't think it could be you anyway. I mean, <laughs> you know how it is. <laughs> We would surely try, given the chance. You've got sort of a natural advantage going on. Sure. Um, and you Even continue then, up. He is formidable. <laughs> he does train a lot. Waste of time. Uh, and he walks. You walk up a second set of staircases towards the master bedroom of this of this mansion of of pure marble. 
Aimer kind of sits there and he looks around. He's like, okay, one second, this will take a minute. And uh, he, he sits down and he starts trying to pick the lock. And make sure nobody's coming around right now, okay? They can't see us do this. I do not feel good about this. <laughs> no, it's fine. Trust me. Worry plagues me. What do you seek? I just want to know the secrets. I mean, like, he's got to have some, right? He's he's the high priest. Surely he keeps some to himself. But I trust him. It is truly for good reason. However, I will. I mean, we're his family, though. We should be allowed to know. I will attempt to keep the peace. So I will guard the area. Um, and he, he kind of, like, fiddles around with a lock for a good, like, 30 seconds until finally you hear a little... And, uh, the door swings open a little bit. <laughs> yes. Listen, I'm glad I have you along for this. This is gonna be awesome. And he, he swings it open fully, and inside you see just an incredibly decadent bedroom. You know, the the bed is just like a soft cloth that's made of red and gold, like red, red with gold uh, garnishes on it, with sort of uh, a trans a translucent sort of um, fabric that hangs down over it. It's sort of like a bed a bed sheet that goes around. I forget what those are called. Either way, it, it's that. Um, and there are bookshelves in the far end, um, left, like all the way from left to right. Dressers filled with just mostly mostly priest clothes, actually. Like he, he has a lot of the same pair of clothing because he wears it all the time. And, and you walk into this room and... There's, there's nothing out of the ordinary, initially, at least. Aimer looks around, though, and he, he starts to try to take a peek. Seeing if maybe there's something that we're missing. And it's like, what? This is boring. There's nothing here. I am unsure what you expected, Aimer. Oh, come on. Help me look. I mean, like, this is, a, he, this is the only place in the house we're not allowed to go. Why wouldn't we be allowed to go in here? I will stand with you, but I will not rummage for our father's belongings. It is disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and he keeps looking around until he kind of approaches the bookshelf a little bit, and he's he's poking around through those, and he notices one book in particular that is standing out. He's like, hey, Thaddeus, come here. What? What have you found? Look uh, at this I'll book. Walk over towards him. Look at it. Tell me this isn't suspicious. Uh, I look at it. It's just like, this book is a very different, like, the contours and the texture, and even just the color is incredibly different. It just stands out. It's very obviously not a real book, and you'd assume it's actually more part of a mechanism at this point. This does not appear to be a normal book. I'm going to pull it. Wait. And he puts... He has his hand on the book at this point. What? I fear we should turn back. <laughs> Why? Father is a trustworthy man. We I shan't mean, betray can... his trust. Okay, but how can you be so sure? Maybe he has some deep, dark secret. Father has been nothing but kind to me and to our people. He's treated you with fairness and respect. That's what we think. But what if he's been, I don't know, dirty on the down low? I mean, wouldn't you want to know? <laughs> I... I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Say what you will, he pulls down the book uh, before you can do anything at that point. And as it does, you hear this mechanical whirring 
uh, behind the bookshelf as as the bookshelf slowly kind of <laughs> pops and starts to swing open. As that happens, I want to thrust my arm out in front of my brother and kind of hold him pull him back just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like away, almost like a like a mom in the car when the brake when you gotta hit the brakes. Would you like to roll a perception check? Um, nine. You catch a little glimpse of of what's going on behind this bookshelf. And and in the moment you see a medical table with mechanical parts kind of straddled around it and on top of it a robot that looks incredibly familiar to you. In fact, one would say it almost looks just like you. As I'm kind of holding him back with with just this one arm, I move uh, forward into the room, uh, looking around. So as as I walk in, it's it's just is it a small room with just this medical table? Yes, it's a very small room. It's mostly just this surgical table um, that has been used to kind of prod and look through this robot. As I step forward, uh, I, I kind of take notice more of this. Uh, robotic head and pull the hood off of my helmet and kind of pull that helmet off and set it loudly down onto the table and in the reflection of the white steel see what is exactly what is in front of me uh, which would be a kind of those large blue eyes in the center um, with like a just a normal kind of black steel head with two different like tubes going up the sides and a larger kind of chin thing. That's just a slightly different gray. Did you know of this? <laughs> what, me? He, he looks in, he kind of like pauses and he's a little shocked. No. What the hell? Don't understand. And do you observe it at all any closer? Yeah, I wanna I wanna look a little deeper. I wanna look around the room. I wanna try and assess what's going on here. Why yeah, is this here? Sure. So you go up, I guess, and you and you start to examine this head, and as you as you touch it, just this pang of pain just rings through your head as as suddenly static kind of fills your vision and, and slowly you begin to see something. And before you as as this as this kind of white noise that, that fills your vision um, fades, you see a man covered in oil with very thick cloth uh, all around him and a wrench as he kind of pulls back. He's like, <laughs> and stretches a little bit. It's finally done. <laughs> Project Thanatos. <sighs> hey, buddy, you awake? And he's talking right to you. At this point. And I can interact with this memory? You can you can you can interact, yes. Hello. <laughs> Holy shit. It worked. Um, and as you take a look around this room, it's it's like a mechanic shop. This this man has been working hard day and night, and as you look to the left and right beside you, there are multiple, like several more robots just like you, um, warforged, each beside you. Do you remember anything from from before? No. That's okay. That's an issue. Um, shit. Uh, maybe I'll have to do something about it. Listen, 
Okay, all you need to know is you can't trust the gods. They're not what they seem, okay? Whatever you do, your purpose in life, why I made you, is to stop them. Okay, do you under... And it, it cuts off and the static kind of fills you, your eyes again as you kind of like come back to reality. Your, your head is just ringing out in this terrible pain. Uh, I understand. Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh, you good? Thaddeus. I grab him by, by like his, his kind of shirt his there. By, yeah, yeah, by his collar. What do you know? Hey, I don't know anything, I swear. What Project Thanatos. What, what are you saying right now? I don't know what that is. I'm just as surprised as this, as you I, are. I kind of throw him back. Ah. What the hell, Thaddeus? I don't know what's going on here. I need answers. I don't have them for you. No, you wouldn't. Okay. But father might. At this point, I'll, I'll grab the head that was on the table uh -huh. and just rip it off from any other uh, <laughs> mechanical parts. From, and, from the body, yeah. Yeah, and, and carry it dripping like little bits of oil out of it as I bring it over to find my father. Of course. And Aimer is, is there behind you for a little bit. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Where are you going? I say nothing. Hey, calm down. And you just kind of walk away from him and he, uh, he gets distracted. As, as he hears somebody yelling. You can hear in the distance, actually, somebody's yelling, Thief! Thief! Oh, God, they're in the dining room! Thief! But you you obviously ignore it as you walk down through the garden out just outside of your or your house towards the cathedral. You know your father would be in there performing his rites. And as you're walking through, you see you see your sister, who's who's very downtrodden right now. Uh, she, she looks very upset, but I assume you pay her no mind. Uh, I, I stop and look over to her for just a moment with no helmet on at this point. Just look over to her. Yuri. Thaddeus. Uh, hey. You must leave this place. Now. What do you mean? I say nothing else and continue to walk. Thaddeus? Um. She, she looks at you. Um, and she kind of starts running towards the house or not running but like or a hurried yeah. walk towards the house sure she's soccer mom in you, it uh-huh yeah yeah exactly soccer mom in it and you you reach the cathedral there are a bunch of guards out towards the front the front entrance of the cathedral but you are well behind where they are at this point because you know you're you're in the the house and the family um so you have free access and this cathedral has just a massive glass stained mural on the front of it with two fine oak double doors that you just push open slowly as you see your father bent over on, on the, I forget what it's called, you know the thing you put a book on, like in a, in a, a pedestal? chapel? Yeah, a pedestal, yeah. Um, over a pedestal, uh, working away. I want to I wanna just, like, roll the head over towards him and, and, and shout. Dorian! Explain yourself at hey, once. I don't know how many times I had to tell you I can't. And he pauses mid-sentence as he's turning around and he sees this this robotic head rolling towards him on the ground. And he's like, no, 
You weren't... You weren't supposed to find that. Amor's antics have led me to a discovery. Amor. You have but a short time to make sense of this. He kind of like takes a deep breath in and exhales like very lightly. And this man before you, he's he's like an older middle-aged man uh, with very short white hair, um, almost balding like around around the front of it. His, his hairline's a little bit receding. He, he's draped in this white cloak that goes down past his arms uh, and all the way down to his feet and even kind of sags a little bit past his feet. And he stares at you. He, he takes a deep breath in and a deep breath out. He's like, I knew this day would come someday. I just had hoped it not be so soon. And as he does, he, he reaches down underneath the pedestal and he pulls out a great sword. If this is your choice, Thaddeus, then you must face me now. But there's no proper explanation I can give you for that. Foolish man. You have trained a weapon. One that will take you from this world. I give you one more chance. Before I hold your head in my hand, as you have held mine. I was just trying to protect this world. The gods. Ever since the day I found you, you've been nothing but a threat to them. I couldn't let you out of my sight. And he kind of looks down at the ground. Uh, so it's hard to tell how sincere he is. But at I'd like to inside check. Yeah, yeah, sure. Hit him. Um, 14. 14? Yeah, that, that's enough. Um, he, he seems like... There's there's an amount of truth to what he's saying, for sure. There's a degree as, of truth, but... Yes. As you're seeing this degree of truth, I guess, uh, your head once again pangs out in pain as, as static clouds your vision once more. And and you go back to a time and you hear a man yelling, Come on, we have to kill him! Now! He's too dangerous to be kept alive! We're lucky enough he was in a weakened state when we found him. And you look up and and you can't move your body at this point. But you see there, Durian above you, and he, he stares down at you, almost with a pity in his eyes. He says, no, I must study this one, find its purpose. If he truly intends to kill our gods, then I must make sure he does not do that. Maybe we can use him. You're insane. Why would you do that? what I must do. And you, you kind of claw back towards to the future, or to the present again, as as he gears himself, as uh, he, he gets ready and roll initiative at this point, because he's going to fight Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, just, just a flat four. He got a six. <laughs> Bad rolls today. As he looks up to you, and he, he steals himself for combat, and he comes running down. He's like, I cannot allow you to delay this ritual any further. And he comes up, and he's takes this giant sword and slashes it down across your shoulder, like your chest. And that is going to be 17. 17 is not going to hit. As he comes down with this blade, I'll immediately pull pull out my double-bladed scimitar and hold it up and block the blade entirely and kind of clash with him. You foolish child. You sought to use me. You it's knew my purpose. purpose. Your purpose was dangerous to this world, child. I wanted to give you a new one. And it's your turn now. 
I am going to. That's that's a ten to hit. It's a ten that doesn't hit. I guess I'll try and pull down from the clash and go for a go for a slash across the face if I can. Yeah, so you you pull down from the slash and you you go for a slash across the face and just like it nicks him a little bit, but it doesn't actually do any real damage. Like he he just has a little cut there. It's dripping a little bit of blood at this point, um, on his right cheek now. And he and he looks at you. He's like, "You don't need to do this." I believe I do. God's damned it. You sought not to give me a purpose, but to use me as a weapon. Um, and as you say that, he's going to take his sword and kind of swing it around almost 360 as he puts his entire body into into slamming it into you it's a natural 20. <laughs> it's not too bad though um that's gonna be nine damage nine damage okay yeah so he he takes a sword from down around on the ground he grabs it and with his entire body he thrusts in like and using centrifugal force it just clashes across your arm and your your body sort of crunches up as it impacts the side of your body um, and you get knocked back a solid like three feet from his sword towards one of the chairs in this in this cathedral. And we're back onto your turn. Uh, I'm going to as he kind of crunches up. I wanna I wanna grab the sword and kind of pull it out of me, <laughs> and then come over over top and and kind of like slash at his neck. <laughs> you saw me as nothing but a tool. And he braces himself for this impact. Fuck, man. Damn it. <laughs> And he, he nimbly dodges to the side. It's like, no, it's, it's not like that, I swear. 20 long years you've been here. Then what is it like, Durian Dawn God? And he, he takes another swing at you at this point, and that's not gonna hit uh, 17. How, how does he like go to slash? So with this one, he um he kind of grabs it and he, he knees it up with his, like he, he has it in front of him and he knees up into the air with it and swings it down on top of you. At this point, I think I would hold my arm up and it would cut down past the plates and you could see some of like exposed wires coming from it, but not actually like but not hurting me. Damaged. Yeah. 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 20 long years, you've been my son now. I trained you as my son. I was never your son. I was only your tool. And I will no longer be used. And it's back to your turn. I wanna, I wanna go in for just a stab at it at his stomach. Absolutely. Twenty-three. <laughs> that hits. Let's go. Hits. And I, I want to smite on this one. Absolutely. I think it'd be really fun to to flavor it as if it was like a robot wearing as you like supercharge it or something if you wanted to. Yeah. So you you hear the the sounds of like the mechanical gears turning or. Like the mechanics whirring in my arm as I kind of rear back and slam this blade into his stomach area. Uh, and that's going to be, in total, that's 17 damage as I do 10 of that radiant damage. He, you, you strike true. You stab him straight through the gut, um, sort of around like the kidney area. He's... <coughs> Damn it. And he, he kind of pushes you off. He kicks you off of him, and, and the, the sword kind of pulls out as he steps back towards his little pedestal. And at this point, the sun is, is in such a position now that this, the uh, the, the painted glass, the, what is it called? That's it's like glass stained the, glass, stained glass. Stained glass. The stained glass is, is sort of uh, encompassing the room in, in different colors, and he is cloaked in, in this beautiful, peaceful blue 
from the armor of, of the man, and you are cloaked in a red from the sun. Um, as he stares up at you, and he's like, Very well. If this is the fate that you sow, you must be full prepared to reap it. I am prepared for what is to come. And uh, he, he starts to, like, to kind of recompose himself a little bit as he, as he uses second wind uh, to heal a little bit of health. You seek to protect your gods from me, but your gods will not protect you from my blade. And uh, he, he re-steals himself at this point, and he starts sprinting at you, the, the blade kind of sprawling around the ground as he kind of slashes upwards uh, towards you. <laughs> that ate the hit. Nope. I simply take a defensive stance and step out of the way and let his own momentum take him. Um, and with his momentum, though, as he as it swings around, he manages to catch it and comes in for a second attack now. Okay. With the with the sword, this time coming down across, like towards your neck, going downwards across your chest. And that's gonna be 21 to hit. 21's gonna hit, yes. Okay, and that's going to be six damage. It'll be. I would also like to remind you that you too have two attacks. <laughs> oh, fucking. <laughs> My fault. I'm just like third imposter over here. God damn it. <laughs> All good, man. You're going to need him at this point because he's going to use two against you. <laughs> I fucking forgot, bro. I'm used to Chip. Chip just kind of do shit. Well, he got two he attacks, just too. Do stuff. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm doing my best over here. You know, this is this is this is how uh, D and D goes. Busily get new character sheet. Busily forget everything. <laughs> I go. I want to go in for another another kind of slash on him. But before I do, I I look to him, and, and I say, "My only regret is that your sons will mourn you. They will have no time to do such." Uh, and I I, I want to go for that first slash on him, and that's gonna be. Uh, 15 to hit. That does hit. Okay. Um, and I'm going to go in for my second one over the top of the other side. That's going to be a 11 to hit. That one doesn't. That barely misses. That's going to do 10 damage. He's he's definitely looking a little bit a little bit fucked up. Like not not on death store or anything, but he is he's hurting at this point. He also doesn't have. He's not like well armored or anything. He has very light armor on, uh, with just like basically just regular cloth. Like it's not a lot. Um, so you're you're able to hit him generally easily. And he, he's sitting there taking a deep breath. He's like, My sons will have no such time to mourn my loss. For they too will have to strike you down someday. If they stand in the way of my mission, my purpose, they will be struck down as well. Just as you will. He picks up his sword and he is going to go for a solid slash straight across like the gut. Okay. Um, and that is going to be natural one. Um, the, with his no. injuries low, he, he kind of stumbles as he, as he goes for a little slash and, and he loses grip and it, his sword is in one hand and he loses his second attack at this point. And, and you definitely see an opening. <laughs> is that, is that he can only, he only does the one attack? He only does the one attack. Yeah, he got a natural one. I'm going to make him lose his second attack for that. Although you may rest peacefully Dorian knowing that your gods will soon meet your same fate first attack is gonna be a 12 that does it second attack is gonna be a natural one whatever no, Fucking, 
Whatever. Okay. Dude, you're such a mixed bag today. <laughs> I know. Um, that's six damage. Do you want to describe it at all? Or? Uh, it, it's pretty much just a coming down and slashing and then slashing with the other side, but maybe missing that side and clashing with something. Yeah, so like almost like a swing one way and then swing the other instantly kind of deal because it's double sided. That's cool. I like that. Your, fa your father at this point, um, or I guess if we're, if we're past that at this point, uh, Durian, at this point, he looks up at you almost in like a bout of desperation and he uh, is going to re-double down and grab the sword again with both hands and get his grip back on it and swing it back up towards you in hopes of striking true this time. <sighs> That's going to be 14. Nope. I, I, I think... It would be cool, though, if it did hit me and embed in me, but it didn't actually hurt me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then he's going to strike again, but this time he goes for a headbutt on you as as the sword is sort of impaled into you, and that's only a nine to hit. Nope. He so he slams he, and hits the metal of my head, and the whites of my eyes start to glow a more orange for a moment. Um, he's, he's very desperate at this point. For sure. Um, and we're back to your turn. Like, his breath is unsteady and, and not looking good. <laughs> I will say, though, Urien, it was an honor to serve under who I thought you were. <laughs> that is who I am. You are but mistaken, my child. First attack doesn't hit. Second attack doesn't hit. Damn. He's he's sort of like panting there. Manages to um like displant his his sword out of your out of your chest at this point. Maybe I'm attacking a little hesitant more hesitantly now, like trying to push him off and go to stab him. My son. Yours is but one of two roots. I only wish to appease the gods, not kill them. Your gods are foul! And he, uh, at this point, he, he dodges your attacks just barely. He's, like, stumbling a little bit, but he manages to, to avoid them um, because of your yeah, the little my bit hesitance. of hesitance. Yeah. I once looked up to you. Praised you even. Maybe more than those gods. <laughs> he, he sort of laughs to himself a little bit as he rolls a 19. Does that hit? Yes. Um, and he swings down on you, True, and it's at 8 damage. He kind of swings it up as he chugs it. <coughs> I recognize that, my child. But if this is the route, you must take. Then I will put my all into stopping you. Do what you must. But no, I was built for a purpose. And that purpose will be fulfilled. And he misses his second attack. Though they may go unheard, I will pray that your soul meets a desirable fate. I am gonna go for my two attacks. Let's see the <sighs> fucking Jesus Christ, man! Dude, you are I have rolled so a one, bad. a one, a, a four, and a three. Let's see the second attack. Okay, twenty-four to hit. Jesus that Christ! Hits. That hits. I'm dude, gonna that... smite this motherfucker. Okay, I'm pissed off. At the dice in real life. All right, that is eight slashing damage. And let's get some smite damage up in this let's bitch. Let's see that smite damage, baby. 
How much is that going to be? Give me something good. 10 smite damage. Ooh. Or 10... 10 robot damage. Okay. 18 ten, total. 10 strong robot damage. Okay. How do you want to do this? Go in for my first attack and slash down at the ground and kind of look up at him over my shoulder. He, there's a little bit of panic in his eyes as he sees kind of like the ferocious determination. At this point, standing above him, this red light cascading on me and the blue on him just at that line. I look down at him. Kneel. And accept your fate. He looks up at you and he, he realizes what's about to happen. And in his final moments here, he says, For what it's worth, you really were a son to me for all these years. I'm sorry it couldn't be any other way. I just pray you have the strength to tackle what comes next. As he kind of falls to one knee, uh, just due to weakness. And how do you do this? I will. You've trained me for it. And I pull back, the mechanics whirring in my arm. <clears throat> you see the grip tighten on my scimitar, almost cracking the wood handle. As I come forward and slash right at his neck. And a shot of the ground as his head rolls onto it. And his body falls limp to the ground as combat is ended. So yeah, you've just killed your father at this point. I sheath my blade. I hold the head of him. I pick it up and I walk over to the pedestal. And I place it firmly. Um, it stays there, true, uh, flat on that pedestal, where he was so diligently working, only twenty minutes ago, surely. I I look up to the sky for a moment. Ilato, I pray to you one last time, asking you simply for the courage it will take. To wipe you from this world. And as you look up to the sky um, and pray one last time to Yulotl, you start to notice little cracks and shifts in the sky as, as this strange shattering sound kind of pierces through the sky and a, a void slowly begins to consume what was Lair of the Sky, leaving it in a pitch darkness. As if the gods were telling you, Bring it on, motherfucker. <laughs> Is there anything you like to do before? Said my piece. You begin to walk out of your estate at this point, then, and make your way on the road, knowing not how you would tackle your goal, but sure well knowing that this, that you would be the one to do it, to kill the gods that you once served. And as the last bit of sky gets swallowed up into this dark void, you hear shouting come from behind you as your brothers have found the body of their father. But you ignore it, and you walk on into the horizon of a forever twilight now. And that is where we're going to end this session. That was fucking cool. <laughs> that was metal as fuck, man. I'm glad you. Liked and not it. just because I'm metal, but holy shit, that was cool. I hope, uh, I hope our friends over on Patreon really enjoyed 
this as much as I'm sure we all did. I definitely did, and I know. Well, everybody's been going crazy about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm excited to see how the first session goes now that these are all out of the way. Thank you guys so much for being patrons and being here for the first episode. Let me know your thoughts, please. I need to know thoughts. I will, I will die if I don't know. Please, I'm begging yeah. you. <laughs> Let me know what you think of my most insanely hardcore character <laughs> by far. And yeah, uh, thank you for being a patron. See you, fellas. Why? Fightism. Fightism, specifically for you. I love you more than he does. Ah, oh, shit, man.